0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Big Six Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm the host of this show. Make sure to download, subscribe, and leave a five-star review while you're here. If you're new, get ready for the greatest 90 minutes of your life. Maybe less, because there's not as many games. I like the face that Ryan Wilson made when I said 90 minutes. Ryan, Sean, hey, John, how are you, gentlemen? Fantastic. How are you, Will? Great to hear, Breach. Sean, um, we'll get to your bears in a minute. First, look, we're gonna dive right in. We're not gonna we're not gonna mess around and, and talk about Sean's neighbor and Ryan's putting EPL gifts in slack and breach shaving his head. We're not gonna talk about any of that. Uh we're gonna go straight to Breach didn't really shave his head. Sean did, though. We're gonna go straight to the Cowboys and Eagles, and we're gonna blitz creek through it. We're gonna do our producer Debo a favor because he had to watch the Eagles get smoked 37 to 10. Rough game for Philly. Rough game for Carson Wentz. Man, I mean, this was these two teams came into this three and three, right? That's actually correct. Thank you, Sean. We had the 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 division is on the line. Somebody was going to be a a big leg up in the NFC East after Sunday night. And this game was never close. The the Cowboys jumped out to a 14-point lead early. The Eagles looked sloppy throughout the game. Carson Wentz was pretty bad. I mean, he he just didn't play very well. He had some good shots down the field throughout the course of the game, but overall was not impressive. And Dak Prescott, we're riding the Dak Prescott, the Dak coaster. 21 to 27, 239 yards. Also ran five times for 30 yards and a touchdown. Sean, I'll start with you. Where do you – are we – what are the – Are we overreacting if we say that the Cowboys have regained control of the NFC East after uh, sort of, you know, kind of putting the Cowboys, the Cowboys had a three-game losing streak after a three-game winning streak. Now they're back on top. Where? How should we rationally approach this? Control?
1: No, because both these teams are so inconsistent that you could see it flipping. It's only a one-game lead, and they still meet, I believe, in Week 16. But because of how good the NFC is the rest of the conference, not the NFC East, we can't downplay this game because it doesn't look like the East is going to send two teams to the playoffs because you look at the West, there's three teams there that can make it. And you look at the North, there's, I don't know, maybe there's only two teams now. Um, but you could conceivably make a case for three teams in the North that could make the playoffs. So the division's going to come down to, it feels like these head-to-head matchups. And it's really funny because on last week's YouTube Sunday night show, when we were looking ahead to this game, it was a Cowboys favored by three. I said I was going to take the Eagles because I couldn't tell these two teams apart and I trusted Doug Peterson as the better coach and, What you just said is the Eagles were so remarkably sloppy in this game. It Like, we expected their defense to not be good because their defense has not been good. I expected Dak Prescott Prescott to play well and kind of regain the MVP form that we saw in the first three weeks. I didn't expect the Eagles offense to fumble twice on their opening series, um, on their first two series, which directly led to 14 points. I didn't expect Carson Wentz to throw an awful pick. That was the thing I thought that was the most surprising is that I expected more – from the Eagles offense against the Cowboys defense that, frankly, hasn't been that great this year. And they weren't just turning the ball over. They couldn't really move the ball with consistency. I mean, they only scored 10 points in addition to having four different uh, giveaways. So I'm not panicking about the Eagles because I don't think the Cowboys are that good. But, I mean, it comes days after they didn't trade for Jalen Ramsey. And you think about how much of a difference I think Jalen Ramsey makes on this team. I think it's a big one. I don't know how they get better barring some sort of trade for that secondary because they are god-awful.
0: Well, let me ask you this. Brian, oh, you ask are, the Eagles, are the Eagles good, Brian? Are the Eagles good? That's <laughs> no, not I... right now.
2: They're not right now. I'll ask Breach this because you two numbnuts were yelling and laughing at me last week when Breach wasn't on the podcast. Uh, Breach, here's what was put forth to <laughs> me. <meet>. And <laughs> based on talking? what you've seen – just listen. You'll Our answer is going to stay the same, by the way. Okay. Well, let me ask Breach because I'm not talking to you anymore, am I, Sean? Thank you. Well, you, Don't
1: you just talked
2: so to me. So last, last week, John, while you were you were out, these two made fun of me to the point that I had to go to therapy an extra session last week because after the Jalen Ramsey a, trade. A seventh session. <laughs> seventh session. It's like I I do more sessions than, than Will does podcasts. Um. So here's the thing Two first round picks and a fourth round pick To send Jalen Ramsey from Jacksonville to to the Rams He had a a pretty good start this on Sunday for the Rams Yay for that But Brinson and Sean were trying to convince me Without um, success by the way That the Eagles should give up a first round pick in 2020 And Zach Ertz for Jalen Ramsey And that he would magically fix that secondary Jalen Ramsey could have been out there And ten of his clones And they still would have gotten smoked The way they were playing on Sunday night against the Cowboys John, nope, nope, Sean not your turn, uh, John. What, what do you think about that trade? And if you're, if you agree with those three, I'll be on my own on that island, and I'll, I'll be there by myself.
3: All right, Wilson. I don't want to put you alone on therapy island. <laughs> yes. But yes, here's the come thing. Come home, Breach. Come, it's, it's, come it's, home, Breach. Just watching these two games on Sunday, watching the Eagles play, watching the Rams play. It is clear the Eagles are in much more need of a shutdown type corner than the Rams are. Like anybody can use the Jalen Ramsey. He's Jalen Ramsey. He's going to make your defense better. Uh, but people are just throwing all over the Eagles defense. Their secondary is horrible. Yes, they have a couple guys who are not in great health right now, but when those when they're completely healthy, they're still bad. It does not matter. So they should have been willing to give up a little more. And, and I think there was a report from Sunday morning that said that. Jacksonville actually called the Eagles up and gave them a chance to match the Rams offer and the Eagles told them to go shove it. You know, it was like what, and usually Howie Rosen is the guy who's going to pull the trigger on something like this. So I am unfortunately, I don't know if I would have given up a first in Ertz. I'm not sure what I would have given up, but I do think the Eagles should have tried harder to get a deal done.
0: I will point out two things here. One, after that podcast, Diva and I were talking because we talked, you know, we like to talk about you guys. <laughs> you see how stupid Ryan is? Uh, we talk about,
1: we talk about you two too in our own separate chat. That's fine. It's fine. I'm glad it's going both ways. Deep
0: and I were chatting and, uh, he, he's like, you know what? I, I think I was wrong. I think I actually would do that deal to get Jalen Ramsey. Mm-hmm. Uh, and two, Ryan, you know what? A defense of eleven Jalen Ramseys would be terrible because he couldn't rush a passer because he's a cornerback. If you had eleven cornerbacks on your defense, you're just gonna like load up the box and run the ball. So why would you think that eleven Jalen Ramseys, Jalen Ramsey and ten of his clones out there would be any good on defense? That's so I, st-
3: I think he's saying that eleven Jalen Ramseys would be better than whatever the hell the Eagles did tonight on defense, because that is for sure. They were horrible. It was I, embarrassing.
1: I do just want to add that part of me and Brinson's argument was that the Eagles just drafted a tight end. Zach Ertz is aging. And da- Dallas Goddard could replace right. Zach Ertz. And no, just to this game, tonight, Zach Ertz didn't get a target until the third quarter. He had two catches for 38 where yards. What did Dallas
2: Goddard do in the first series?
1: Dallas Goddard, okay, he fumbled, but he also had four oh, catches for 69 yards gone. and a touchdown.
2: I mean,
0: Dallas yeah, Goddard deal. had a better Four catches game. for 69 yards
2: in a game where he lost by 27.
0: Okay. All, right, all right, let's not focus on the Eagles here because, I, I mean, like – I mean, well, we can focus on the Eagles if we want and how bad their defense is, but like they're not going to get Jalen Ramsey. He's gone. Chip is sale. So, uh, I'm not sure what you do outside of hoping that, that Jim Schwartz can coach things up better. I do know, I will say this, that for all the conspiracy, conspiracy theory, theorizing that was thrown out over the last week about Jason Garrett having his fingerprints all over the Cowboys offense, that offense tonight looked way different. Way different. It had tons of motion. Dak Prescott looked more comfortable. It looked like he was, uh, you know, he was operating in this Kellen Moore-based offense. And, like, they they got down to the goal line and they did the tight end leak-out thing out of Jumbo where they ran play-action and he throws it to, to, to Blake Jarwin for an easy touchdown. There's literally nobody there. The, another one where... Zeke Elliott, when when Dak ran the ball in, Zeke was rolling out, and he had an easy dump-off option. If it wasn't there, he could run it in there. There was so much. I understand that the Eagles' defense isn't that great, but their front seven is actually pretty good. And this offense was what we saw the first three weeks, right? I mean, this looked like a Cowboys offense that's being run by Kellen Moore and not Jason Garrett. And I, it looked every time they cut to Jason Garrett, it looked like Jason Garrett knew that the offense was doing well without his stupid fingerprints all over it.
2: I would just say short field. You mentioned the Eagles being terrible defensively. I don't want to wait and see what they do in the coming weeks. I mean, it was a, it was a huge improvement, but again, it's like saying the Rams are back cause they beat the Falcons.
0: What I, what I thought. Oh uh, no, <laughs> this is a, this is, this is first places on the line and it's, it's Cowboys Eagles on a huge primetime game. And they have in your no one to play defense. I think
1: it's, Partially about the play calling, you mentioned all those plays. I would add the first touchdown, the the pitch to Tavon Austin, which came after a play fake to the running back, was also really nifty. I also think it's about personnel. I mean, Tyron Smith came back, so the Cowboys are a lot more healthy. He he was
0: banged up there. I will say this,
1: though. The Cowboys still actually ran the ball a lot on first down, which was a criticism that we've had about their offense is putting Dak in second and long and third and long situations because they insist on running the offense through Zeke. They did that a ton ton on Sunday night. The difference was what was really shocking is they ran the ball with tremendous success against a defense that I will point out um, the Eagles for as bad as they've been against the run by DVOA. They've been the second best run defense and the Cowboys came out and they averaged 5.3 yards per carry 36 carries for 189 yards and three touchdowns. So I thought it was a mix. I thought the play calling was good, but it was also like they still ran the ball a lot on first down. The Eagles just weren't stopping it. They were getting five or six yards. It felt like on first down every single time.
3: I also kind of thought the Eagles were shell shocked once the whole fumbles and touchdowns. And all of a sudden you just dig yourself this deep, deep hole that there's no way out of. I mean, Doug Peterson looked like he just, I don't want to say didn't care or just got, fell out of his game plan or, but once that happened, he was just so frustrated that he couldn't believe what he was seeing. And the Eagles just never really recovered from fumbling on their first two possessions. Like if they don't turn those over, I don't think this is a blow. I think the Cowboys were obviously the better team, but that just threw the whole game out of whack. So, I I mean, I really think it's the Cowboys looked really, really, really good, but I don't think the Eagles are as bad as they looked in this game.
0: Uh, two, a couple more points I'll make on this, uh, and then I, I got a question for Breach. I'll so a the follow up there. Uh, the Cowboys covered the, they were minus three. They covered that easily. Uh, the under actually hit despite there being 21 points in the first five minutes of the game and the first half over getting crushed. The Cowboys just, uh, slowed everything down in the second half. Uh, Dak Prescott, 22 points, our top fantasy performer from the game. And man, look, we, Bill Barnwell tweeted this out, our, our friend of the podcast, um, worth Worth mentioning, though, I agree completely with him. We all got to take a fat L on the Omari Cooper trade. Amari Cooper's freaking awesome. Cowboys made a good move. They traded for a young wide receiver who they're probably going to lock up on a contract, uh, assuming that they don't have to tag Dak Prescott and he can walk away. Um And, uh, and he had five catches for 106 yards. And one of those was an incredible third down conversion when the Eagles were trying to get back into the game. Um, we, look, we ripped the Raider. We ripped the Cowboys for trading a first round pick to the Raiders and it's worked out great. Amari Cooper's awesome. Breach. You can have 6.3 seconds on the 63 yard Brent Maher Mm -hmm. field goal.
3: Oh my God. That's amazing. Brent Maher is so. Awesome. 63-yard field goal right before halftime. Here is your Brett Maher fact. There have only been 10 field goals in NFL history of more than 62 yards. Brett Maher now has three of them. No other player has ever hit more than one. He has three of them. He has two 62-yarders plus the 63-yarder. The dude doesn't miss from over 60. Can't make it from under 45. I don't know what his deal is. Maybe the Cowboys need a kicker for uh, the shorter field goals. But that is a heck of a leg. And most coaches will not send their field goal kickers out there that often. So uh, Brett Maher... Put him on the Pro Bowl team.
0: Fun fact, that was 9.3 seconds that Breach used up, and you didn't say fun fact before the Brent Mayer fact, but that's okay. Uh, moving along to another game. That's the fastest we've ever gotten through the first game of this podcast. Uh, the, uh, oh, what, what what's that? I'm being, oh, I've got breaking news in my ear. Uh, Ryan, I am mm-hmm. being told, uh, by, by Diva in my ear here that, uh, Mitchell Trubisky sucks.
1: <laughs> Is that
0: really the second <laughs> game we're talking about? <laughs> yeah, it's on the run now. Uh, the Saints, four and a half point dogs, four point dogs in this game. Are you joking? Are you kidding me? I said last week on our YouTube exclusive. By the way, we do that every Sunday. YouTube exclusive. We do the early lines. and We look at some games. I said that the Saints were a good bet. I also said the under was a good bet. That turned out not to be true. Uh, it should have hit, but the freaking – uh, Matt Nagy needed to like get we to pad Mitchell Trubisky's stats and, uh, and and get him all the way up to like 84 yards passing or whatever he finished with. Um, but actually he probably finished with, like 200 yards passing, maybe 251 and two touchdowns. What a joke of a 251. Uh, in in terms of that, Saints covered went over the 37 and a half. Latavius Murray, who a bunch of people picked up when Alvin Kamara was ruled uh inactive. 26 fantasy points. How big of a statement game is this by the Saints and your boy, Teddy Bridgewater Ryan? Uh, and how humiliating is it for Mitchell Trubisky?
2: And my other boy, Latavius Murray, who actually lives down the street from me, uh, in Liverpool, New York. Whoop, whoop. That's where he's whoop. from. He went to school in Florida. Huge well, win for. First, we
0: got a whoop, whoop.
2: I know, right? Uh, put that's, that with, um. Let's,
0: let's clip and save that sound. And, and I know, put it, it with,
2: there. uh, with Brady's pew, 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 and then you got something. Whoop. Uh, yeah, huge win for the Saints. Um we were all, all of us who had any idea that the, the Bills, uh, excuse me, the Bears might even be in that game. Hugely disrespectful to what the, the Saints were able to do. Teddy Bridgewater continues just to plot along. He is the, the exact, uh, what you want in terms of the game manager. I mean, that in all the good ways. And towards the end of this game, I actually tweeted out, responding to something that Sean was tweeting about, Mitchell Trubisky being an absolute train wreck. And I said that the, the Bears should trade for Andy Dalton. This is not a joke, but it seems like one. But that's how that's where we are in this Mitchell Trubisky uh, experiment. I honestly feel like uh, Andy Dalton, who threw three picks in like four minutes on Sunday night, is such an upgrade <laughs> over Mr. Trubisky that the Bears would be back in the in the conversation in a couple of weeks in that division. Um, maybe they'd be much better off than they would be at least with Mr. Trubisky there. And I don't know what the, where the Bears go from here. They don't have a first-round pick next year. Ryan Pace mortgaged the future on to trade up and get Trubisky. We all know how that worked out and, and the other quarterbacks that that went that were drafted after him. And I, I like I honestly don't know what you do if you're the Bears because you're wasting this defense. There is no offense to speak of. David Montgomery is terrible, and he's actually not a terrible player. He actually fumbled today for the first time this season, I think. They don't use him. Tariq Cohen got clowned on the sidelines by Sean Payton, he and, and the and the and the Saints players who were making like you're really short. Um Gestures toward him towards the end of that game. So, uh, the season's over for the Bears. Um, I don't know when you bench Trubisky and I don't think Matt Nagy is a terrible coach, but it's hard to call plays when you don't have a quarterback.
3: I want to hear Sean's opinion on all this.
0: By the yeah. way, uh, before you, before you do, uh, I just noticed that Aaron Nagler, uh, also a friend of the show has appeared on here, uh, Packers writer, uh, just quote tweeted a, uh, Bears wire USA Today story. Entitled, I don't even see who wrote this. Who is the the title of the story is Is Mitch Trubisky close to dethroning Aaron Rodgers as best QB in NFC North? (laughs) I mean, he's not even the third third
1: best quarterback in the NFC North. You
0: wrote you wrote that in in this June. You wrote that, Brendan Sir Gray. What were you thinking? Why would you write that?
2: Brendan Surgray is an anagram for Mitch Trubisky, by the way.
0: <laughs>
2: Go ahead, Sean. Um,
1: Trubisky's, look, Trubisky's the problem, and I'm not going to say, like, he deserves 95% of the blame. The Bears also have other problems other than Mitch Trubisky. Uh, their offensive line is disgustingly awful. A year after they look like, as a top as a unit, I would say a top 10 unit for sure. And they can't run the ball because they can't block. I don't think it's because they traded Jordan Howard, who's, you know, playing pretty well for the Eagles. There's nothing to do with that. After the game, you have Matt Nagy saying he expected the team to run the ball better. Well, that's interesting. Guess how many times the Bears ran the ball against the Saints? And what, for a decent amount of the game, was actually a one-score game until the second half.
3: It was over under 10.
1: Yes. They ran the ball seven times. Tariq Cohen had three carries. David Montgomery had two carries. Two carries for a running back that you traded up in the third round when you already didn't have draft picks in the first two rounds because you traded them for Khalil Mack and Mitchell Trubisky. By the way, like Ryan Pace deserves a ton of blame here, not just for the Trubisky decision, because when he was short on draft picks, he thought the running back was going to be the missing answer. We talk about every single week how you can get undrafted free agents and plug in whoever, and you they're going to be okay. Howard.
0: You had Jordan Howard in the
1: roster. Just right, play. and oh. you can play him and let him walk in the offseason and then get a comp pick for him. Like, you didn't need that, what was it, like a fifth-round pick they got for him? That all said, I don't want to nail uh, Matt Nagy because I think calling plays in the NFL is really hard when you don't have a quarterback who can hit basic throws that NFL quarterbacks are supposed to hit nine out of 10 times, there are a couple throws there down the field that are wide open and he, he sells them by 10 yards. And we saw this a bit last year, but we didn't see it throughout the entire season. We saw it in short bursts. Now it seems like it's almost every single throw that he makes downfield. I feel bad for Alan Robinson, who is still managing to ball out, even though he's saddled with Blake Bortles 2.0 after he came from Jacksonville. And you, Brian, you mentioned the Andy Dalton thing. Breach and I called, talked about this in Slack. It, both of us would 100% right now do a Dalton for Trubisky swap. And I don't think it's going to happen
0: because hey, I think hey, the hey, rest hold on, hold on. Let's 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 you would trade Mitchell Trubisky for Andy Dalton right now.
3: RJ already approved it. It's done. What's yes.
0: the
2: downside to that if you're the Bears?
3: I am all
1: out on his long-term future.
3: What's the upside
0: to that uh, if you're the
3: Bengals? If you're the Bengals, you get a cheap cheap contract, so less money than you're paying Dalton. You can get out of it whenever you want because it's so cheap. And if he's good, if for some reason he works in Zach Taylor's offense, which there's like a 1% chance, you have him cheaply for another year or two before you would sign him to extension, and then you don't have to draft a quarterback. So it's like getting a free rental. It's all about
1: timelines. Like Andy Dalton is better than Trubisky, but he doesn't fit the Bengals timeline because the Bengals aren't going to be competing for the next couple of years. And for the, for the bears, it's look, Trubisky not working out. Trying to get a quarterback who as Breach has pointed out um, in the past can be good if he's surrounded by good players. And I would say the, the bears offense has a better chance, has a lot more talented players than the Bengals right now. And I think that that's exactly the quarterback the bears need. That's the thing is the bears don't need Aaron Rodgers. The Bears just need an adequate mediocre quarterback who can they hit. Need and a rich
2: man's
0: Daniel. You <laughs> <laughs> know it's, it's funny. Not, That's Andy not, Dalton. I have right. some exciting. I have some exciting news for you. So if today is uh, it's Monday, October twenty first. Oh, by the way, quickly! You were October- five months away. We're five months away, guys. From the Bears having decided they want to pick up Mitchell Trubisky's fifth year option. Oh, best best. I don't best. think
1: they will, but they won't. Like, that's He's the only good news I can think but of. they
0: like the number two overall pick. I don't see how there, you're do it. There's no way it's they are. Because Why they are they going to pay him? They're going to pay the him pick up Lake Bortle's fifth year option. How did that work out? But they, they signed him to a contract essentially. That was the problem. My... You have to pick it up because it it's not guaranteed for injury. It's only, it's only guaranteed for injury. I mean, you can get out of it. Like, if you just want to bail, you can bail.
1: Here's yeah. what the, the Bears are going to do. You know who they're going to sign in the offseason?
0: Marcus Mariota. We've been over
3: this. Teddy season. Bridgewater. The guy who just beat them on on dude, Sunday.
0: Dude, Teddy Bridgewater's taking over New Orleans. Drew Brees- yeah,
3: that's or, Bridgewater's not leaving New Orleans. Yeah. But here's you, the other thing about the Bears is we had the conversation, you know, after Patrick Mahomes went down and we were listing off quarterbacks that could potentially go to Kansas City. And the more, like, I thought about that conversation, it was like these are all guys the Bears should actually try to trade for because we keep talking about they're wasting this defense. It is literally going to waste. They need to win now. They need to get a quarterback in there now. This is where Ryan Pace needs to say, yes, I effed up, and and a general manager cannot do that more than trading for a quarterback because that tells you your draft pick's going on the bench. Trubisky's absolutely going on the bench if you trade for a quarterback. You have Marcus Mario out there. You have Andy Dalton out there. You could call for Nick Foles. The Jaguars might not bench Gardner Minshew. Uh, any one of those guys, Eli Manning, what did you think of Eli Manning, the Bears defense and winning one more Super Bowl over the Patriots? My God, that would be a story that we tell all our children and even Wilson's children. <laughs> we'd all tell it to everyone. So, I mean, I just think that they need to I do something.
2: It. Sean right. and Brenton start laughing at John's Eli take, and then he takes that on me. and my kids. <laughs>
3: uh, Do we? Do we? I
2: don't want Eli Manning. Look, for the Ryan, Ryan mentioned,
0: Ryan mentioned, Ryan mentioned that the Bears season is over and like, I don't want to, I know he's being hyperbolic and he has these weird, like, he's like, we got to bench Trubisky for Chase Daniels, which is somehow going to look smart in two weeks. Thanks. Um, Sean, is the Bears season over?
1: No, it's on live support though. And if they were in, you know, the NFC East, like, they, wouldn't it wouldn't be over because they're three and three. And I think last year they were three and three at this point and they got hot down the stretch, but what, in order for them to get hot down the stretch, Trubisky needs to start playing like an adequate quarterback. And we what see one percent because we've seen, that yeah, of cause we've seen <laughs> zero signs of it so far. He hasn't played a single good game this year. And last year you saw little moments. You don't see little moments of it this year. So, look, it's not completely over because they're three and three. They got lucky and they beat Denver in week two in a game they should not have won. But they need to go on one of those runs where they win five in a row or so, and I just don't see it happening. When you have a quarterback that, honestly, I don't know. If this is hyperbole. He might be the worst starting quarterback in football.
2: Yeah, uh, that's, that's what I was asking. Like, who? What would have to happen for him to win the uh, the MVP, the two hundred and one, whatever it is now? Uh,
1: the only quarterbacks who wouldn't need to get hurt are like Ryan Fitzpatrick, whoever starting in Pittsburgh, like those
0: T- would have to I, be,
1: would have to I would be, take I would take Tannehill right now in in Chicago.
0: <laughs> yeah, would look pretty good. There would have to be a uh, there would have to be like a targeted asteroid strike on thirty different NFL cities.
2: More than that, I mean, more 31?
0: than thirty. We I mean, have a
2: thirty-one. I thought you were gonna say thirty quarterbacks. I was gonna say more than that, like no, forty no, no, quarterbacks. No, no, no. I'm saying up. like
0: I'm saying like thirty-one NFL teams are eradicated, and it's only the Bears left. But then, then you run into the problem of like, somebody's definitely gonna vote for like Khalil Mack over Chase Daniel, I mean, or Chase Daniel over Mitchell Trubisky, or like Alan Robinson. I, it's, I, but I also think that like some of this- Eddie Pinero? Eddie Pinero? He's, right? he's he gets my MVP there. Alright, let me ask you another question, Sean. Where do we stand on yield regression discussion? Cause the Bears got gashed. They quit.
3: I see. They I see. Like, I don't.
0: In.
1: I don't put any blame on this on the Bears defense. I actually they thought they nailed it
0: in. Wait a minute. They the
1: reason Shot. They, mailed, they
3: got torched against the Raiders is the second week in a row.
1: I don't think they got. I disagree that they got torched. I think they got torched in the fourth quarter and third quarter when the game was over. But when the game looked close, they were playing fine. Look, there was a safety, which was two points. You just the said first, they got
3: torched in two quarters.
1: That's yeah. When the game when the game was they're over they're and when down, they were on the field. Wait, wait, can I? Can, okay. Down yes, to I'm about to explain where the points came from. Two points came on a safety on the Bears' first possession. On the Bears' second possession, they fumble at the 24-yard line, which the Saints turn into a touchdown. I'm not assigning blame for that one. At, if you look at the, the Bears' drive chart, they weren't able to, to sustain anything. So... Like I'm not blaming the Bears defense for continually going out there after three and outs and after turnovers and being asked to work in terrible situations. I don't, I'm not saying the Bears defense was good, but this, uh, to say they were the problem, I don't think that's anywhere close. I think if you give them a halfway decent offense, this defense is still a top three, top five defense. I,
0: I gonna, don't, I don't disagree. It's a top five defense, but that's regression. It's not the top defense. Oh, and
1: by the way, I was the one I agreed with not on the Patrick Mahomes stuff but on the Bears regression I was saying 100% the Bears defense was going to regress the thing that I was saying is to offset that Trubisky just needs to you know make the leap and that will offset it and that as well, all of that not Trubisky, happened he's Trubisky's gotten
0: worse. regressed yeah, yeah negatively regressed yeah uh, let's look this is a disservice that we're doing to the Saints here because uh New Orleans was free, New Orleans was freaking awesome I mean they should have been up 26 to nothing per to be perfectly honest like the by the way that that kick return by Cordell Patterson, the mm-hmm. camera angle that Fox had for that was incredible. It yeah, was like, I mean, it was like, middle. it just, they just got lucky. Like they were just like, eh, you know, this guy's probably going to run it in 20 yards to take a touchback. And they just caught him. And it was like, it was, it was like a, having a GoPro on like a, like a, a wild, uh, like wildebeest, like storming through the, or I don't know. So like, like it was like a, it was like a nature shot or something like that. Um, but they, that was their, they had that touchdown. They had a uh, I don't, I don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, they had a, um, they had the, uh, they had the, the field goal on like a, how long, let's see, the drive was, how long was it? It was. The
1: Saints also missed two field goals.
0: Sure. But they're, um, the one that resulted in a field goal was 11 plays, 39 yards and four minutes and 48 seconds, which is just sad. It, it results in a field goal. Um, the Saints have now won five straight games. Drew Brees went down uh against the Rams and they lost that game 27 to 9 on the road and I didn't I should have gotten the audio of Breach what did you say Breach You're like their season's over this no i didn't
3: say that i said they had no chance against the Seahawks and i said if they could just win two games while Breeze was out that they could still win the division
0: well john and
3: they and have won, five. won five so five. i never i never ruled them out from winning the division brinson so don't put those words in my mouth
0: they 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 went to Seattle and won on their back. Wait wait wait!
3: I'm glad you brought that up because let me ask you something. These five games they've won that you're about to mention, does Drew Brees win all five
0: of them? Uh, probably. Yeah. This is sort of what the Saints do. They start kind of slow, but like they didn't really start slow. They they just like they they gave up a bunch of points to the Texans early. Then they lost to the Rams one and one. Brees is hurt. I mean, look, look. Your take didn't even. It's not even that crazy. It's like the Saints' season is circling the drain, except. I mean, they've beaten decent teams: Se- Seahawks. Seahawks, Seahawks, Cowboys, Buccaneers, in a shootout. Just strangled the Jaguars, and then I mean, they went. I mean, they back-to-back road games. They went on the road twice in October against two teams who have been in the, the the championship game of their respective conferences in the last three years. And the Jaguars, and with good defenses in theory, Jaguars and the, the Bears have not. What am I talking about? Um, and uh, two they beat play- playoff teams, teams though. Right. They be, they be teams we thought could be playoff teams and they smothered them. And now they get the Cardinals at home before they're by and they haven't even played the effing Falcons yet. Like Drew, they're going to, why rush Drew Brees back? They haven't played the Falcons or the Panthers yet. The Panthers look good. They got the 49ers and the Colts, but I mean, this is just a playoff team. They're six and one with the Cardinals at home. This is a good, this team is well rounded and very good. And, um, they deserve a, are they
1: the best team in the NFC? Um, I would say I would pick them, especially with, like, not with Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater's been great, but not with Teddy Bridgewater. But if they get healthy, Breeze back with his defense.
0: Teddy's been pretty good. Well, Uh, I know, I'm not, again, that's not a slight of Teddy, but Breeze can do more. John Breach, is it possible? That your doppelganger, Matt LaFleur, is captaining the best team in the NFC. Instead, Packers cover the five and a half point spread over the Raiders handily, 42 to 24 Green Bay. Uh, they, the over got smashed 47 and a half and Aaron Rodgers single handedly won everybody their, their fantasy games, 53 fantasy points. Is this the best team? Who'd you take, Breach? Packers or Saints?
3: I would absolutely take the Packers and not be just because, because LaFleur looks, looks at it like, like me. And you guys doo-dooed on my head last week when I tried to say how good the Packers looked. And I put Aaron Rodgers' MVP discussion last week. Now we're all going to do it this week. But the thing is, he's slowly been getting better in that offense. He didn't look great in week one. He didn't look great in week two. We were just all kind of saying, it was. everybody was caught on the fence of, is he washed up? Because that's been a talk for two years. Does he not like his coach? Uh, and is he ever going to have any grasp on this offense? And now I think that we see, yes, he does. He literally could not have played any better. He didn't have Devontae Adams. Uh MVS had like a banged up knee, a banged up ankle was gimpy out there. He had another receiver who was coming off a concussion injury and didn't get clear until Sunday morning. So it's like he was playing with a beat up crew and still put up 42 points. And had the first ever perfect passer rating in Packers history. I mean, if Aaron Rodgers is playing like this, the Packers are the best team in the NFC. And
0: that's sort of what I wrote about for sorting the Sunday pile, Ryan, is the idea that, um, Aaron Rodgers may or may not have, like Ben Baldwin, who I think is, I think is really good at what he does, uh, writes, um, analytically based stuff out of Seattle, writes for the athletic. And he wrote a, a story that Aaron Rodgers is no longer elite. And, um. You wrote that before this game. Yeah, that's right. Uh, well, he's in been the saying work, it for a while. Everybody, you've been saying it. You yeah. said the podcast. Yeah. I'm you not, said I'm not quote, backing it, down from it. Aaron Rodgers is a washed up piece of crap. <laughs> I,
1: I call him a game manager that made him but better than every other game manager because he has these types of performances still in him.
0: So do you feel like you're right or wrong? So
3: he's a rich does, man's Andy Dalton. Th- does he get to play the, the Raiders every week?
0: No. Because nice. I'm not, confidence. then I'm not, then I'm not backing down. Times? Then I'm doing?
1: not backing down from this. Like I'm not, I'm not gonna crap on him he, or do do on his head, as Breach would say. Uh, it's just like in
0: a glass bottom boat situation, this is very odd. He was, uh he was perfect. <laughs> Don't. Uh,
1: he was perfect, but I'm not gonna overlook the first six games of the season when he didn't look perfect.
3: But Sean, you you're saying he doesn't get to play the Raiders every week? Patrick Mahomes got to play the Raiders and he was healthy. He didn't put up these kind of numbers. Uh The Colts got absolutely shut down by the Raiders defense. I'm saying that this isn't uh Raiders defense that teams have just been running over. Aaron Rodgers did something to them that no other team's done. He I did mean, something the that, Chiefs ran the over game. the Raiders. This is I, the I'm fullest. saying that Patrick Mahomes didn't put up any close to the numbers that Aaron Rodgers put up.
0: This is the first ever perfect passer rating by a Packers quarterback.
3: That stat is mind blowing. I'm actually can't believe he can't. He didn't do it earlier.
0: Or, or Brett Farr, right. or Bart Starr. Yeah. Um, Look, I, I don't want to. I, I think this is the interesting debate: is are these are these situ are these performances by Rodgers? And by the way, Rodgers. Uh, since I should probably point out exactly what he did in terms of statistical production. He went 25 of 31 for 429 yards, five passing touchdowns, 158.3, perfect passer rating. He also ran the ball twice for six yards and a rushing touchdown. Again, a fantasy monster. If you had him on your team, he went nuts for the first time really all year. Um, is, so like that's the debate. Is, is this, is this a spike and an anomaly in terms of what Rodgers will do? For the Packers to, throughout the rest of the year, or is this him grasping the offense, becoming the, you know, and, and utilizing his skill set to be an MVP caliber quarterback in Matt LaFleur's offense? Because if it is, everyone else should be really scared. Because they already have, they're six and one. They have a good defense. Mike Petton's pulling the triggers pretty well in this defense. It's not always perfect, but they've shown they can lock teams down. They have a good running game. And if Rodgers can do this, then this is a Super Bowl caliber team because they're going to the playoffs. At six and one, they're they're going to the playoffs. It's a, it's a fait accompli. And if he gets there and he has this upside in this offense, that's that that is terrifying.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I, I think Aaron Rodgers is still a really good quarterback. I never thought that he was. Um, Trash. What sort of the what it, what it would have been? Baldwin called him.
0: Um The actual title is Game Manager. No uh, longer elite. No longer elite. I, still, I, still, I mean, look. He's no, a top the, colon. What the numbers tell us about Aaron Rodgers. And I get
2: that. And, and Ben Baldwin does a fantastic job and it is all stats based. And he does all the things you want to do. And he, I respect everything he does, but I still think,
0: <laughs> by the way, this is like, this is like the um, article that Sam Monson <laughs> wrote for pro football focus in like 2013. Where he's like Tom Brady is no longer elite. Right. That's the or other I mean, or, You can
2: respect people and still disagree with them. So, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is still a top seven quarterback, he had struggled in, to sort of grasp what Matt LaFleur wanted him to do, or th- they weren't on the same page, or whatever. We saw last year he and um, uh, Mike, what's his face, that got fired. They weren't on the same page. That offense didn't look great. McCarthy. So, Mike McCarthy, thank you.
0: That said, I look. Mike, what's his face? That coaches for the Steelers. I don't know. Hell, who knows? No, Mike McCarthy doesn't coach for the Steelers. He is no, from West Tomlin. It's, next it's just here, a joke. Maybe. Yeah, you're just a joke. You're like Ben, uh, what's his name? Who had arm surgery this
2: all this season? Yeah, whatever. Ben Roethlisberger. But my point is that uh I don't think – I'm still not sold on the, on the Packers defense. I mean they played fine against the, the Raiders. They haven't been good in previous weeks, even though like Matt, Mike Pettin. And I will finally say this. Yes, this is uh, one of the best teams in the NFC. I'm still on the 49ers bandwagon for number one right now. Mm. The big issue, of course, is their quarterback, but everything else seems to be working in San Francisco.
0: Uh, I just want to I mean, point
1: out really really quickly, I don't think the Packers defense played that well. Um Look, they got lucky that Derek Carr made the same idiotic decision he made two seasons ago and fumbled through the end zone. I mean, they allowed Derek Carr to throw for 293 yards, six incompletions, 10.5 yards per attempt. And again, they got gouged on the ground for five yards a carry. Josh Jacobs, 21, carries 124 yards. I'm not criticizing their defense, but do you remember, like, after week one and two, we we're talking about this could be a top three, top five defense? I think they're fine. Top ten, probably. Around, yeah, but around the 10-12 range. I don't think they're, like, an elite defense. I think they're good enough if Rodgers is obviously going to play well, but they're not – they need Rodgers to play well to win the Super Bowl. It's not going to be a case of a defense carrying them to the Super Bowl.
0: I, yeah, I, but I think that we – like, the game manager thing, I think you were mostly joking about that. Except I didn't we... mean it in
1: a bad way. I was just looking at a lot – like, I mean, a lot of it was I read the, a lot of Baldwin's articles, and – it seemed like he, you got he lost, he lost the lethal downfield throw. It seemed like that made him such, made him the best quarterback that I'd ever seen play in my lifetime. Um, and he All lost. All these bearish
0: the fans who question Aaron Rodgers, this is, this is going to come back and bite you in the ass pretty bad. Um, but by the way, Derek Carr didn't fumble in the end zone, the, the old, you know, the old touchback where you reach across the thing, mm-hmm. but it's a, it's a much, what? It's a much closer game.
1: Oh no, I'm just laughing that he went for it because he had no shot of scoring that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Am I dreaming? Yeah, Am I dreaming
2: or did, does Bill Belichick have a rule that his players can't do that? And that's the conversation we had last year.
0: You're not dreaming. The, uh, the Patriots are not stupid. They do smart <laughs> things. And
3: the uh, fact that Derek Carr did it in 2017 and said, I'll do it again. I don't care. That's right. Did. Yeah. And then, and then he and did he, it again.
0: And Sean tweeted about that and then you stole the tweet. It was and almost verbatim.
3: Except that he added the hashtags, Packers and Raiders instead.
0: Hashtags are a key part of Twitter. Sorry
3: that you don't understand the social media, Sean.
0: Why do you use the the tweets on the the hashtags of the teams? The teams that are playing? It feels very unorganic. It feels like I'm a brand. Hashtag.
3: I am a brand. (laughs) How ironic is it that Branson's calling
2: Reach a brand? That is.
3: Branson, your name is Will Branson because of how much branding you do. You're but, Mr. Brand. You're Elton
0: Brand of branding. But that's, but that's my brand is that I, <laughs> Elton Brand of branding. I, I, I act like I don't do brand, brand nice. stuff, but I really am branding. Um, that's true. Josh Jacobs, another big game, 21 carries, 124 yards. Mike Glennon came in this game. Glennon! Mike. Did you call him that one time? Uh, I said he's a giraffe with a, a shotgun. I, I stand by that. Um,
2: no, you don't. Cause you deleted the tweet.
0: Was that Glennon,
1: or was that someone else?
2: No, well, that was Glennon, because he was doing play-by-play for the NC right. State spring game. You brought it to his attention. He furiously
3: yeah. I it. I retweeted
0: it while he was well, like... Guys, the- guys, guys, we have, we're trying to get to a time frame here, so shut up. Um, We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, maybe we'll talk about other great NFC teams like the 49ers, or, perchance, instead of Vikings. Okay. So Minnesota Vikings 42, Detroit Lions 30. It was an ass whipping in Detroit. My Minnesota Vikings winners of three straight went in and knocked around the Lions. Kirk Cousins was a beast, 37 fantasy points, first quarterback in NFL history with 300 plus pa- passing yards and a quarterback rating of a hundred and Thirty or higher, I think it is. I have to go look. It is, in fact, one hundred. Uh, yes, one hundred and thirty or higher. Ever in NFL history, ever. Kirk Cousins, legitimate, awesome quarterback, knocked it around they're using a ton of play action in this Vikings offense, um, and they look awesome. Is there a chance that the Vikings are the best team in the NFC? Uh, breach.
3: Yes, there is a chance, but I just said the Packers were, so they're not. Uh, but I will say to <laughs> To toot my horn, since Brinson loves to talk about literally every day how he picked the Vikings to win the Super Bowl this year, even though he didn't want to talk about it earlier this season, but now he loves talking about it. I have the Vikings in the Super Bowl. I have the Vikings playing the Packers in the NFC title game. So I really, really like the Vikings this year, and I think Brinson and I probably thought the same thing. All they needed was for Kirk Cousins just to be slightly above average. What Sean's saying about the Bears and Mitchell Trubisky – Vikings have a really good defense. Kirk Cousins doesn't have to be worth his $84 million contract. He only has to play like a $50 million quarterback. And that is what he's been doing. I mean, the last few weeks, he has looked unstoppable. And I think that we did question. He did it against a bad defense. He did it against the Giants. Everybody was like, eh, it's the Giants. That doesn't count. Now he did it against a Lions team that has looked good all season. The Lions looked good against the Packers last week. And what Kirk Cousins did, we saw Adam Thielen go down in the first quarter. So he lost one of his top receivers. Kirk Cousins of old, like, runs, hides in a closet if he loses one of his top receivers and chokes the rest of the game. This Kirk Cousins got better. And so – and he ended up with, what, 337 yards, four touchdowns. And and he – Stefan Diggs. I don't think he's ever going to complain ever again about anything or demand to be traded. Shots because a hole, Diggs. Diggs looks like – well, maybe it worked. Maybe – Kirk Cousins got guilted into playing well, uh, because Diggs has been just being targeted left and right ever since he kept playing. So, I mean, Kirk Cousins looks like one of the NFL's top quarterbacks right now. They have lost. And I never thought I'd say that. Sorry.
0: Right. They're six, or they're excuse me, they're five and two. They lost at Green Bay and at Chicago. Two games against good defenses. They were supposed to lose. Their next four games, Thursday. We mentioned this on the YouTube exclusive. 15-and-a-half-point favorites at home against the Redskins on Thursday night. They're going to stone-cold smoke the Redskins, except we did see them look past the Bills last night uh, last year uh, ahead of the, the Rams game. Uh, then they're at the Chiefs, who will probably be without Patrick Mahomes, but we don't know, at the Cowboys and the Broncos before a week 12 bye. They're running the ball really well. They're passing the ball really well. Dalvin Cook currently leading the NFL in rushing guards, 725, 10 yards ahead of Leonard Fournette. Uh, over a hundred yards, or no, no, almost a hundred yards ahead of Christian McCaffrey. Um, feeling pretty good about that spot. He's got to stay healthy, of course. But man, I'm telling you, look, Sean, it's time for you to grow up and admit the Vikings are awesome.
1: Yeah, and what's impressed me is no, no, today. Say, I,
0: I was wrong. The Vikings are great. No, so, um, to, so
1: great. I think they're a good team, and I think who's better, to, the
0: Bears or the Vikings? The Vikings. Okay. Didn't well, the Bears
1: had, uh, beat them 16-6? to 6?
3: You, I thought you were going to make that argument.
1: Oh, no. I mean, I still want to see the Vikings, quite frankly, beat the Bears um, whenever they play again because I think that Bears defense still gives them a lot of problems. No, if they play it's, it's,
3: tomorrow, tomorrow. tomorrow in Chicago, who wins?
1: Vikings. Probably the Vikings, but let I would, this, again, me, like to see it.
0: Let me read this tweet and see if you can guess who it is. Kirk Cousins is making a lot of people look really dumb the past three weeks, especially me. Prisco? That, that was my guess. It. Yeah. <laughs> two By weeks the it. Two weeks in a row, Pete Prisco taking L's of quarterback evaluations. Last week, Russell Wilson. This week, uh, Kirk Cousins. Well, What's Ruff-
1: impressive is that even though he beat a winning team last week against the Eagles, we just talked about how terrible the Eagles secondary is, this came against a Lions team that even slowed down Patrick Mahomes three weeks ago. So that's what an impressive. Breach mentioned that Kirk Cousins is playing, like, one of the best quarterbacks in football. Here's a stat for you. Among qualified quarterbacks, he actually now leads the league in yards per attempt. He passed Mahomes on Sunday at 10 point – no, that's wrong – 9.1. So oh. he's playing lights out. I mean, I it was really fun to watch them trying to salt away the game, and it felt like in years past if this was Zimmer's – offense or he was one calling shots they just would have ran the ball three times burned as much time as possible punt and you know let their defense handle it and then they called a play action bomb to the stefan Diggs that iced the game and it felt like okay like this is what we thought we were gonna see immediately out of the gate like we talked about this with gary kubia coming they're gonna run the ball great and then they're gonna use play action which we the stats bear out that Kirk cousins is probably the best quarterback in football off oh. of play action and they yeah. did that
0: behind russell wilson but yes yeah, close well actually <laughs> no, i'm just letting you i mean look i'm just letting you know
2: kirk cousins is uh came into this game eighth in value per play according to football outsiders just behind tom brady that's going to certainly go up after what he did and i think this says something about stefanski the offensive coordinator yep um sean mentioned uh kubiak coming in they kicked Deep the flip over to the curb because zimmer was convinced he wasn't running the ball enough and it all seems to be coming together and the more they mix in the run, the more they mix in play action, the more you sort of harken back to what they had when it was Sean McVay's as the office coordinator and um, what's-his-face Kirby Cousins was tearing it up in Washington. That was the last sort of big season he had. They gave him that $85 million contract. It hadn't worked out last year. It's working out now without, without question. And now, speaking of the Redskins, the revenge game next week. What's the spread?
0: Fifteen and a half. Oh, Lord. This week, Thursday night.
2: Right, Thursday night. you think sorry, Kirk uh, Cousins? you think Kirk game. Cousins?
0: Kirk Cousins is going to run it up on these guys. He's gonna drive like
2: his conversion van to the game and yell at the window. What does he yell when he comes you to like the? You like that? And Rolls he should have Jake Roots driving you the like conversion that. van.
1: I would, I would do the impression, but I can hear my neighbor upstairs, and I think doing the Kirk Cousins, he like that impression would you know, cross the, the line.
0: I'd look, I'd, uh all right. Should we, should we be worried? Are the Lions dead? Are They, is this it? I mean, probably. I you last year they, last year
2: they sucked. This year they've actually been unlucky. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the division is just too good, though.
1: Like they've lost too many games that they.
2: Oh had wait a, a second. To win. What game did were we yelling about? What play was it that Matt Patricia challenged when he shouldn't have, and he should have challenged last week? He challenged a
0: pass interference uh, penalty. They had no chance of being overturned. No chance. It was a, look, it, it was a frustrated spite. Wait, wait, no, did he challenge it or was oh, it no, intercepted? He, didn't, he did, not so, yeah, excuse me. Excuse right, me. right. It was an automatic it was challenge. It was an automatic, it was an automatic review. So he didn't challenge it. I I look, I give him credit. I mean, like he gets that you, it's not good. And it was blatant pass interference and they clearly didn't overturn it. Al Riveron, you know, he's swirling this like tumbler full of gin. He's like,
1: hey! I don't know, sure, he whatever. had a, he had a bad day. I mean, we're fun? not, yeah, we're not talking about.
0: Yeah, a call no, he made it, in the Bears Is game. it Sunday, Sean? So, Sean? Yeah, yeah, Sean. What, uh, <laughs> does, uh, does, does, today's, does today end in why? Now, Al Riveron had a bad day?
1: uh it's like saying
0: Mr. Biskey had a bad day. Well, Did we're they?
1: not talking about it. There was a spot challenge in the Bears-Saints game that Teddy Bridgewater on third down was a full yard short. I'm not lying about this, of, of the line to gain. And everyone who was at the game was convinced it was going to be overturned. Okay. Sure enough, they come back. Playing on the field stands.
0: Yeah, I can't believe... It. Yeah, it
3: was... A, there was a spot in the Titans-Chargers game. Right. We'll,
0: yeah, we'll get... Yeah.
3: We should talk about the refs after we talk about all the games so we can point oh, back on. to certain spots. No uh, but you know
0: what? Go ahead, Rachel.
3: I was going to talk about the Lions real quick, is that they're not left for dead just because of their schedule. They have the Giants, winnable. Raiders, winnable. Bears, winnable. You win those three games, plus being the Bears, that makes the Bears the worst team in the NFC North. Sorry, Sean. Rest in peace, Bears season. Uh, but you win those three, which are all very winnable. All of a sudden, what are they? Two, three, and one. So they're that they move them up to five, three, and one. Mm-hmm. So you're there, and then you have the Cowboys and Redskins. Cowboys game is tough, but the Redskins seems like a gimme. So I, I just think because their schedule, they're not left for dead. They got the Bucks and the Broncos toward the end of the season, so they do have a lot of winnable games. And just because of how well they've been playing, it's a possible they could beat the Cowboys or the Vikings or the Packers. So I, they, I
2: have to, actually, they have to get to second place in that division to have a chance on the playoff,
3: though. They
0: need, to, they need to go four and two over those games going into, um, the Vikings rematch.
3: That, and well, let me ask you guys this. If you had a choice, if you had to say who has a better shot at making the playoffs right now, the Lions or Sean's Bears, no. who would you say as of today? Well,
0: Matt Matthew Stafford is playing awesome.
2: He really is.
0: Yeah. Matthew Stafford is playing really well. I, I, I tweeted this and I, I, but I'm curious if yeah. you guys agree. There's nothing. There are few things that are like more aesthetically pleasing than Matthew Stafford bombing a ball down the field. Like, he can – I mean, he's just so effortless. Have you ever he's seen
2: Mr. Biskey throw an out-pattern?
0: <laughs> <laughs> to the left? It is, it is actually pleasing. I mean, no,
1: I mean, to the point on Stafford, I've been doing the weekly quarterback power rankings. I've had him at four the last two weeks. He's playing, I think, the best football of his career. And in part – remember when Jim Bob Cooter took over a couple of years ago and Stafford's efficiency went up because he was throwing all these short passes? The mm-hmm. thing that kind of got lost, though, is that – by doing that they were limiting his mistakes but they were taking away like his biggest strength which is his ability to throw the ball downfield exactly. and then it feels like the lines now have gone back to embracing it that look he might make a few bad throws because he is a little bit inconsistent but asking turning Stafford into like uh, a short passer behind the line of scrimmage it's just a complete waste of his skill set
0: yeah it's like Daryl bevel set him free somehow it's wow like... that's weird what what a a time um, fifth in
2: value per play coming into this week that's gonna go up he he and um, um Marvin, uh, what's
0: Marvin's last name? Oh, Jones. Jones. Marvin Jones absolutely
2: oh, Jones. Wore, wore out the, uh, wore out the end zone. Okay.
0: Tried to make it tough. Uh, alright, moving along to another team that may be the best team in the NFC. Really
3: so far this semester,
2: he has been absent nine times. Nine times.
1: Nine times. Time. I don't
0: remember. <laughs> That's a nine joke. The 49ers scored nine points. You know, victory. You don't get a Ferris Bueller reference? Oh, come on, Ryan. I know you
2: like no, that. Yeah, that's my bread and butter, but he went a long way for the joke.
0: <laughs> I knew that's Mr. Rooney. Yeah. And right. Grace. I know who that is. Sean was not born when that movie came out. No, that's, that movie came out. I have week. seen it once though. Fun fact. Sean was not born when Ferris Bueller's day off came out. Sean, what year did that come out in? 85. There were eight years before you were born.
1: Yeah. My sister wasn't even born then.
0: Brinson was uh, a lot and Breach. I was four years old. Yeah. I love, I mean, obviously everybody loves Ferris Bueller. Um, Adam Baser does a little, a little gag on the, uh, on the, on the Fantasy Football Today podcast where he's like, uh, okay, what's the, what's the, uh, Abe? He's like, Abe Froman, Sausage King of Chicago. That's the guy
2: from Succession now. Wait. Who? Connor in Succession, it plays.
0: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Plays, um, uh, Cameron. Cameron, Camp, his, that's uh, right. Ferris, Ferris's best friend that's right anyway then the, man I'm loopy as hell the 49ers beat the Redskins nine to nothing the Redskins covered the 10-point spread the under uh it hit I don't know if you guys that. <laughs> what under, was it 38 and a half yikes uh midway through the second or the first quarter it was like 35 and it it was a total slop fest at FedEx field it was literally, literally I
2: just the uh, right
0: Giant puddle. Yeah, not the play. Like the puddles were, a huge storm came in. Tons of puddles everywhere. Guys were doing slip and slides on the field. Um, at one point at halftime, the the live over under was 16 and a half. And it's like that, like it's, it's, they're not going to get there. And they didn't, um, 49ers were six and over the third time in the Super Bowl era and just the first time since 1990. It's their first road shutout since 2012. Nine points is their fewest allowed in a franchise history. Let's not spend too long on this. The Redskins the Redskins, by the way, opened up this game with ten consecutive running plays.
2: Hey, Alan told you he's going to do that.
0: Yep, he sure did. Um is there any I mean do what do you what do you take away from this Ryan? I mean the curb stomped a, a bad football team on on the road. I mean Well the, I checked
2: <laughs> on the YouTube show that the Redskins need to flood the field every time they play just to keep it close. But then, I mean Case Keenan played he he, I think he nine for twelve or something like that for seventy something yards. Who gives a crap? Uh, Adrian Peterson had a fumble because he was run four hundred times and he's you know eighty five years old. Uh, it was the uh, a couple not so fun facts, but they're facts nonetheless. Bill Callahan is second time as head coach. Both times he's replaced a Gruden. First in Oakland, this time in Washington. That's interesting if that's your thing. And then uh, the other one it was a Mike Shanahan or excuse me the Kyle Shanahan revenge game everyone has a revenge game against the 49ers and in this revenge game he pitched a They're shutout it's a revenge yeah if, right they
0: the Kyle Shanahan and Kirk Cousins revenge game back to back
2: right They're rough. his revenge game included a shutout of his of his former team and he did it without scoring a touchdown which is a huge slap in the face to Dan Snyder and Bruce Allen
0: right. and then he gave the game ball to his father Oh yeah, nice. Mike Shanahan after the game because because Mike got five
2: he, And then Mike Shanahan he, threw the ball at the owners' box and started right, pointing up right. at Dan Snyder.
1: I uh, have a
0: go ahead. I have, I have two fun things go, about this game. I have a fun fact really quickly.
1: I have oh okay, I'm worried it's my fun fact, but I'll, go go for it. I'll let
0: you go. No no no, it's your Twitter account. You start Well, me.
1: I have. Why well, I have two things? The first is not a fun fact, but I just well I, I'm going to get to the fun fact. I got to save it for last for the mic drop. Um, so Jimmy Garoppolo has been in the NFL for six years. This is the sixth season. We finally have a full season's worth of data on him. This was his 16th career start, which seems hard to believe because he's been around forever. These are his numbers. Now, he's 14-2 and two as a starter, so you would think he's putting up incredible numbers, right? 66.6 completion percentage. Spooky. Uh, 8.3 yards per attempt, 4,070 4, yards. That's all good, right? Here's where it gets bad. Only 22 touchdowns, 14 interceptions, 12 fumbles. Eek. Yeah, not all of them are lost, but twelve overall fumbles, you know, fumble recoveries or and a ninety five point two pass rating. That is just I feel like we're just really average in general, but it's incredible that he's somehow fourteen and two in that span. Now, here is my fun fact. It comes um according to Doug Kazerian of ESPN, given proper credit.
0: Friend of the uh friend of the program. I love Doug. Friend of the program. We hang out in Vegas all the time.
1: The Redskins became the second team in the past twenty five years to cover the spread without scoring a single point.
0: That is a fun fact. Good job. Which is funny now,
1: because on our YouTube Sunday show last week, I said it was a nine and a half point spread. And I said the Redskins, the 49ers will cover if you think they can score 10 points. And I think they can score 10 points. So, I mean, I was right. I was wrong about them being able to score 10 points, but I was completely right that that was the number the Redskins, the 49ers needed to get to. And I have, um, still a little bit mad that they did not get to that number.
0: I will say that. Oh my goodness. Um, I will say that, uh, it's a less of a fun fact, maybe, mm-hmm. when um when you have to you know give it to Doug Kazarian. Uh, well, but
1: you're right. You just would have cited it as your own fact.
0: That's correct. <laughs> Didn't get this from Reddit. Um, right. So I'm I'm doing I'm trying to make sure that I'm correct here. I think I'm, I'm oh, stealing. That's this from, weird for you. I'm, I'm, yeah, I know. Uh, yeah. So here's a fun fact. What's the date today? The twenty-first of October. Monday, October twenty-first. By the oh. way,
2: October twentieth is my wedding anniversary. That's I accept your gifts. Gifts. Right.
0: It's my mom's birthday. Happy oh, birthday, nice. mom! Yeah, we were all down at the beach celebrating my mom's birthday. People like <laughs> family reunion. <laughs> Shut up, Pete. Uh Fun fact. <laughs> fun fact: the last time the Redskins won a home football game, October twenty-first, two thousand eighteen. Jeez, a pizza man! Oh my goodness! And that was it against. Far. The Dallas Cowboys, when they got to four, four and two, remember they were first place in the division. Oh, right. With Alex Smith. And it feels like 10 effing years ago. Uh, Can I add to that? That fun fact, courtesy, friend of the, friend of the show, Grant Paulson. Oh yeah.
2: I like Grant. Uh, I'll add to that on the other side of the ball. 49ers are four and 0 on the road this season. They were 0 and 8 last season. That's one of the reasons I I sort of like them as my number one team in the NFC. They can win on the road.
0: They can win anywhere. Quick. Did you say anything in like ten minutes?
3: I well, I'm just I can't believe how bad the Fort Anders offense is, and this game didn't tell me anything about it. And Sean already talked about Jimmy Garoppolo how he's all flash. It's like if you have a nice smile but you're not smart. That's that how That's how he's playing football. Is that his numbers look nice, but I would not trust him to run my offense. I don't think their offense is good, but we really don't know because they haven't been. Tested. I mean, they played the Bengals. They played uh the Steelers when Roethlisberger got injured. We've gone through it before. They, you know, they just played the Redskins. The Rams is the only impressive win they have. So, you know, until Jimmy Garoppolo, until that offense does something, I just don't see them, I don't view them as as a threat to win the NFC title. I mean, they're definitely a top five team in the NFC, but I don't think their
2: offense top is being five. Off. Come on, dude.
3: Sorry, Wilson. I know for the last three.
2: What is a smile in the? What, what did you say? What does that mean?
1: Yeah, I don't like that analogy. Your French fry in the couch was a lot better. <laughs> I mean, look, he, smile t- at- he takes big swings with his analogies. He's gonna miss a couple, you know. It's like he, it's he, like he, in b- he, the new baseball. You go for the home run and strike out.
0: He just said when you're hot but you're dumb. That's what he said. <laughs> and was against that? No, it's like when you get a nice apple and then you bite into it and it's rotten. I know, like you, nobody really. Nobody. Nobody truly knows the burden of being both hot and smart. It's very difficult. <laughs> uh,
2: excuse me?
0: Nobody wants to deal with it. it, it trust me. it's very
1: I'm, I'm only bringing this up because Brinson mentioned Alex Smith. If he's ever able to
0: – it's a two-second thing.
1: If, if oh, he's yeah, ever
0: – keep talking about this 9 nothing game. It's great. Let's go. He I'm talking about to
1: Alex Smith to the Bears. Go yeah, ahead. I would say if Alex Smith ever well, gets healthy enough to play again, the one team that would take a chance on him – on a sheep's contract you, is the bears.
0: You and these questionable quarterbacks via trade. It's like Wilson is a, he
1: played for Matt Nagy and like, he was an MVP candidate for half the year under Matt Nagy.
0: He played for Andy Reid. Grow up. Moving along. Grow up, Sean. No, this is a, do you know how a, a MVP breakout, a signature win? We talked about the, uh, Deshaun Watson win in Kansas City last week. You're on the road. gotta beat the kid. You know, Lamar Jackson goes on the road. And beats Russell Wilson. Thirty to sixteen. The Ravens covered the plus three, obviously. The under actually hit. Should felt like the over should have hit, but they settled for a bunch of field goals early. Lamar Jackson finished with twenty two fantasy points. He was um I, I wanna say I wanna say he was outstanding in this game. And I, I wanna I wanna say Ryan, too, that um I don't I think that his numbers in the passing game belie how he actually played. Nine of twenty for one hundred forty three yards. He would have had a really good game, or he would have had a monster overall performance and a very good passing game if Mark Andrews hadn't had his hands morph into stone blocks.
2: That's right. Tries? He dropped three passes.
0: Yep. One for a touchdown. Pa-
2: That's right. One was in the end zone. Yeah, that 9 for 20 for 143, you mean zero. That means you didn't watch the game. If you're pointing to that and being like, Lamar Jackson isn't good. He ran for 100. There are a lot
0: of people pointed it out on Twitter, too.
2: Of course they did. They Look. Lamar Jackson, I, I keep saying this, in two or three years, he's going to be the best player in the NFL. I absolutely love him and I hate the Ravens. I love watching him play. You cannot tackle him. Someone made this point on Twitter. Sean may remember who it is because I can't remember because I'm old, but he reminds people of Michael Vick, but he's quicker than Vick. Vick may have been faster, but in terms of like being quick in the backfield, making people miss, he does that like unlike anyone I've ever seen. Watching him and Russell Wilson play together. I mean, I was looking forward to the game, but Russell Wilson running the ball. Looked like Jerome Bettis running the ball when you compared him to Lamar Jackson. And that's no slight to Russell, who is obviously in the MVP running. I want to give a shout-out to Harbs. They were going to kick on like fourth and one inside the five-yard line late in the game to take a 10-point lead. Lamar came over and said, I want to go for it. Harbs said it, called a timeout. They agreed to go for it. They ran this little uh, sort of single-wing keeper with Lamar. He runs in, I think it was for seven or eight yards. Decisive touchdown. They went for it. They, even if they didn't get it, and this is what a lot of coaches either understand and are too afraid to do it or they don't understand. Even if you lose on fourth and one inside the five yard line or wherever it is, the team that now has the ball has to go the other, the whole length of the field to score. Harb's understood that. He mentioned that in the postgame press conference. Credit to the Ravens. Um, they're sort of sneaking up. There are a lot of good teams in the AFC, but I love what they're doing. I think that the, I don't want to say now it is, but I think vision is ra- I think it's pretty safe to say the AFC North is wrapped up unless. John, the the, the Bengals have something in
3: store. They might, but let me take a little of that credit away from Harbs and give it all to Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Harbaugh literally had the field goal team out there and, and everybody on Twitter was like, oh, he's so analytical. He knows everything. He was going to kick the field goal. He literally had Justin Tucker ready. The field goal was going to happen. And then Lamar Jackson came over and Harbaugh's like, do you want to go for it? Because he could kind of tell. He had that look, you know, like a pouty kid does. And then Lamar brightened up. He's like, "Uh, heck yeah, I want to go for it. And they brought the offense back out. And if Jackson would have said no, they would have kicked the field goal. So Harbaugh did want to kick the field goal in this spot. It was a fourth and two from the Seahawks eight-yard line. The game was tied at 13. So this is absolutely a pivotal moment. You kick the field goal, you're only up 16-13. Instead, you break the Seahawks' spirit because they cannot stop Lamar Jackson. He just ran all over him. And the thing is, people don't do this in Seattle. AFC teams only play up there once every eight years. So they're kind of shell-shocked when they get up there. Russell Wilson was 14-1 and against AFC teams in Seattle, kind of because of that reason. They just don't know what's happening. They've never heard a crowd like that. And Lamar just kind of tuned it all out, did whatever he wanted. And I think that maybe some of us thought the Ravens could win, but I don't think any of us thought it was going to be a blowout like this. And it was all because the Seahawks had no idea what to do with Lamar Jackson.
1: One more thing about that decision by Lamar Jackson and Harbaugh. I think he deserves (laughs) credit for, you know, you know, letting his player um, talk him into it. That drive to take the lead where they went for it came after the Seahawks had a fourth and three in a tie game, and instead of going for it with Russell Wilson and Chris Carson, they tried a 53-yard field goal and they missed. And that right there I feel like is a big difference between these two teams is that the Ravens have really embraced, you know, the new NFL movement towards analytics and, you know, letting the math dictate what you do, and Pete Carroll is kind of stuck in um, the Stone Ages. Now, I think –
3: Sean, let me ask you a question because I saw people questioning that. If John Harbaugh had been in the exact situ- same situation, he has the best kicker in the league, fourth and three with the chance to take the lead on the road, you don't think he would have sent Tucker out? No. I mean He was about to send him out on a fourth and two. I no, think that's because
2: it would have made it ten points. He's historically shown in the course of this season after saying he now is more involved in the analytics that he does go for it a lot in those fourth and short situations in the middle of the field.
3: No, no. It, it, it feel, the 53 yard field goal in that situation would have put him up 16 13 because that was right. The, it was
2: 13 to 13. I, I think he would have gone for it 13 13.
0: Wait, 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 what? Wait, what?
2: The score was 13 to 13 when they sent out Myers to kick that field goal from 53 yards. We're saying that he should have gone for it. John's asking, do you think Harbaugh would have done the same thing in that situation with Justin yes. Tucker?
0: Hell yes. No, he would.
2: Go look back in previous. Did he would have what, kicked?
0: No, no. I I he think would have went for
2: it. Sorry, sorry. I'm saying he would
0: have gone for it. Yeah, I ended up in this weird wormhole where I was, like, reading tweets from Alan Robinson and Tariq Cohen about, like, getting in Twitter fights with writers. What does what your wife do when you're, like,
2: sitting at the dinner table reading the friggin' phone the whole time? Because goes, oh, Brinson, oh, sorry, I got caught up in this Adam
3: Bro- Alan Robinson wormhole. <laughs> Pass the chicken. Brinson, you live in a wormhole. That's literally –
0: we stop stuff talking, out. and then yeah.
3: Brinson zones out. And it's like he comes back as soon as we stop talking, and then I'm not – I'm 50 percent sure he doesn't know what we said.
0: Somebody DM me. Somebody DM me the day, They're like, I don't know if this like thing you do, where like you act like you don't know what Sean and Ryan said, <laughs> a bit, or like it's real. It's like, the funniest thing on the podcast. Oh, well, they need like, to see the photo of you. I was you. like, man. I was like, I wish it was a bit. <laughs> it's not a bit. So uh, also, oh, but, anyway, anyway, I, 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 think, I, I think I think Harbaugh would have gone for it. I mean, like Seahawks fans were freaking out. They were furious that Harbaugh didn't that, that uh, Pete Carroll didn't go for it.
1: Yeah, two more points about Lamar Jackson. Uh Ryan mentioned the Michael Vick comparisons. That was actually made by Seahawks defenders talking about like how awesome it was to play against Lamar uh, because they've never seen anything like this. The second thing I want to point out is Brenton, you mentioned how Lamar's like statistics aren't gonna look great. And I think just as an overarching point. This kind of points out the flaw of a stat like passer rating because it gives Lamar Jackson a 69.4 passer rating, which obviously does not sum up how well he played because he had 116 rushing yards on only 14 carries. And I do think it's a little bit of a win for a stat like QBR because QBR is the only all-encompassing um, like NFL stat or quarterback stat that takes into account designed runs, and he had a 75.0 QBR if that, if that's what his QBR over, over the course of the entire season, if that's what it was, last year it would have ranked third only behind Mahomes and Breeze. So I, I, I'm not saying there's one, you know, one quarterback stat that gets at, uh, um, how good quarterbacks are. I think you've got to take a lot of different variables and do, and do the equation. But I do think for this game, ignore his pass rating, look at his QBR because so much of what he did was just running around. The Seahawks could not tackle him.
2: By the way, um, one more thing quickly. Midway through the second quarter, Seattle's leading seven to six. They throw a ball into the end zone to D.K. Metcalf, and it fall's incomplete, but he's being sort of mauled, not really mauled. They were sort of going after by the defender. If your boy Pete Carroll throws the challenge flag to, to challenge DPI. You won't believe this. Didn't get it. So 44 PI challenges, seven
0: overturned through six weeks, 16%. None since week three, by the way. Here's a, here's a fun fact, by the way. Lamar Jackson is 871 days younger than Mitchell Trubisky.
1: I was, no, I mean, I was thinking about, like, if you look at the last couple Trubisky
0: is older than Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, uh, jo- probably Josh Rosen, uh, and Lamar, like Lamar Jackson's, tw- the point was Lamar Jackson's 22. I was looking up to compare, like, guys that he's, uh, Trubisky's 25? Yikes! Um, one
2: year experience at UNC. I mean, a whole bunch of
0: things. By the way, Marcus Peters, pick six, huge player. Oh, yeah. Been there three and days. He, what a job baiting Russell Wilson. He dropped made... back and then and, and, and dove on it. Yeah, it's a fantastic job. And he's not
3: easy to bait. That was his first interception all year. And the other part about Marcus Peters is that when the Ravens' Rams trade went down, the Ravens literally called and said, we have to do this deal today because we don't want to do it unless Peters can be on the field Sunday against the Seahawks. And that's what pushed it through. And then he pretty much made a back-breaking play. And the Ravens' defense, which hasn't looked great all year, they shut Seattle down and they scored two defensive touchdowns. I actually thought besides Lamar just running all over and doing whatever he wanted, the Ravens defense was the biggest surprise in this game.
1: The Ravens That's offense correct. didn't score a touchdown in the first, or they didn't score a touchdown in the first half. Like yeah. we're giving all this credit to Lamar, but this was the Ravens defense for half the game.
0: By the way, was a couple, one other thing just really quickly on Lamar, like you could see it. There was a third down pass he made to, uh, Mark Andrews on the side, on the right, on the right sideline. And like he's running out, and he—I mean, it is a laser. And then oh, later, Hayden, he, Hayden Hurst. Was it Hayden Hurst or Mark Andrews? Yeah, because I oh, know it was Hayden Hurst. You're right, you're right, you're right. So was I was
2: Hayden like, Hurst. "Oh my god!" Yep, yeah, I'm with
0: you. Um, what's so funny, Sean?
1: Just why were you like, "Oh my god"?
0: It was the, as the prince was about was to crazy. tell you. I mean, but like the the thing that the thing that I thought Lamar did that was very Mahomesian—he was using all kinds of arm slots. Yes. Like, like side stuff. Like, I mean. He's he's getting a lot better. He's only 22. If you doubt Lamar Jackson right now, you're a moron. And yeah, it's going to blow fun. up in your face in a bad way. By the way, little little uh, mind meld between Debo and uh, Ryan Wilson. Debo slacked me and said, just mention that uh, Marcus Peters pick and let's keep it rolling. And Ryan immediately said it at the exact same time. Crazy. Colts, Texans, Colts, 30, Texans, 23. Colts cover the one and a half fairly easily. Uh, hits at 46 and a half. Jacoby Brissett with a big old game. I mean, a big game. And nobody's really talking about this because all the other stuff that happened. But Jacoby Brissett went 26-39, 326 yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions. And on a day when the run game wasn't really working with Marlon Mack, he's winging it to Zach Pascal. T.Y. Hilton, six catches, 74 yards and a touchdown. Eric Ebron had one of the best catches you'll ever see. John Breach tweeted about it nine times. Pascal six catches, 106 yards and two. Did he use the times. hashtag though? Yeah. <laughs> hashtag Colts, hashtag Texans. Hashtag. Has, hashtag music. brand breach. <laughs> breach brand. Um, Brissette was awesome and the Colts are now four and two and, uh, don't want to alarm anybody, but they're in first place in the AFC South and frankly look like the best team.
3: Yeah, I you know, I said wrote something earlier this week about how the whole AFC South race is like a Hallmark Christmas movie where at first you think it's trash, but then you get sucked into it and all of a sudden you can't stop watching, and that's literally how I felt about this game. It was like you thought maybe one team because the Texans have been playing so well on offense lately, they've been protecting Deshaun Watson, if they keep doing that, they might put up 40 points against the Colts, but then and that's not what happened. The Colts had all their guys back. They sacked Deshaun Watson three times. And if we've seen Deshaun Watson, we've learned one thing about him for the first three or four weeks, it's that once you start putting pressure on him, he struggles. You know, I think we talked about if he sacked, if he sacked zero or one time, he has never lost in his career. He's seven and no. Colts sacked him three times, forced him into two interceptions, and just kept putting pressure on him. And Watson is just not a great quarterback. Under pressure. So I, I was really impressed, and I know, Brinson, you just talked about Jacoby. I was really impressed with the Colts' defense, though. Uh,
2: I will say this, and Brinson sort of hinted at it. It wasn't like a super sexy game to watch in terms of the Colts are blowing the doors off the Texans, and they're both really good teams. Right now, I think the Colts are the second-best team in the FC. <laughs> Brinson's smirking. We know about the Patriots. The Bills won today, and again, their quarterback situation is, is like Chicago's but better. Uh The Ravens were awesome, but I still have questions there. The Colts—I think I'm on the Colts bandwagon. With Jacoby Brissett in that defense, and above all else, Frank Reich and Chris Ballard.
3: When Andrew Luck retired in August, did you ever think you would be saying that in October?
2: No, I, I wasn't concerned about Jacoby Brissett, but I mean, I think of eight and eight. Okay, that's that's fine with Jacoby Brissett, but they're—I mean, they're five, four and two. All right,
0: so let me ask you this: So we're—I—I um, I mentioned that before the season that me and I, I told—I I told you I went big on the Colts to win the division. Um, and then luck retired and my friends and I had a window where like after like that when luck retired within like an hour, um, the over under was still up at nine and a half and we took the under at nine and a half and mm-hmm. we don't, so we have a division when the, so like th- there's a, there's a window where like they can go nine and seven, win the division and it's gravy. There's also a window where they can go 10 and six, lose the division and we're double effed. Uh, should we be happy or sad about them being four and two right now? Like, because we want nine and seven, a division winner. That's best case. Should we be happy or sad right now?
2: I think they're right. They're, I mean, they're right on pace. It feels like, doesn't it? Yeah, it's you all should other,
0: be happy. I'll tell you this though: if you start to look at their schedule, Just there can't. is a decent chance they have the Broncos this coming week, and the Broncos are dead men walking after that Thursday night game. <laughs> then they're at the Steelers, who suck. Yeah. Then they get the Dolphins at home and the Jaguars at home. Before oh, they're, they're gonna pick. lose. Texans again on a Thursday night. They're about to rip off four straight wins. Mm-hmm. Keep, Brinson, keep going. Then they get the Titans, Buccaneers, Saints, mm. Panthers, Jaguars.
2: What would you say about being double left? Double
0: we might be double left. I think you might be. No, no, no. If they win the division at 10-6, and six, it's fine. Like it's, as long as oh, they win okay, the division, you. it doesn't matter. If oh, they should be six talking six, about that, lose then. the division, we're double left.
2: Yeah, you should be talking about 10-6 and six winning the division. I think well, you're
0: – Yeah. I mean, at this
3: point, 10 wins feels like a lock almost. You just, if they can sneak one away from the Saints or Panthers, Mm they get up to 11 wins.
0: It was just crazy because like, I mean.
1: I just, just to remind you guys, they did lose to the Raiders a few weeks ago at home. That's what
0: I'm saying. Like three weeks ago, they lost to the Raiders at home. It's like, well, this team might suck. And then they go in to beat the Chiefs, take the bye, handle the Colts. I mean, look, I bet they go three and one or two and two in these, in these next four games, but they're very winnable. Um and then you know for their next their final six games are on the road and the Saints and Panthers are are good the Jaguars could be trouble but they get the Jaguars twice I I, I don't know like I don't know what to, we don't we don't know what to think yeah, I do think though a,
1: a hierarchy has been established in the South where it's like after Luck retired in the first couple of weeks of the season it felt like we we're all going back and forth on who could actually win the division I mean the Titans beat the Browns right It's a we're running gag
0: on this podcast that Bree doesn't know who to pick to win, but the I division. do think we now know. <laughs>
3: Like the was, you know are
0: Colts, right? Reach. Jags are back in it, man. I know he's right. Jags right. are back in it. No, no
3: I, you, I think the Colts, but yeah, the Jags but are But I,
1: I, I think there's only two teams. I mean, I don't. I would not put, put the Jags in there. I think it's the Texans or the Colts are going to win the division. I think that's the hierarchy we've established. We we know the two teams that aren't going to win it, and now we know where going to come go Way to go
3: out on a limb, Sean. I know, which, You just well, said the Jaguars well, are in it. But yeah, just, definitely out on a limb. They have a losing record. They're in third
1: place. Well, sometimes going out on a limb is not good if it's dumb.
3: Yeah, well, your limb is not
0: even existent
3: because you're not on it.
2: You
0: just got dunked on, Sean, with an analogy. I
3: don't even know what that means. My limb
0: is – Your limb is yet. like a piece of pizza. If it doesn't have <laughs> mushrooms on it, then you're just dead. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, what well, don't you understand that? <laughs> Hashtag saying? breach analogies. Um, <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> Too far. That's pretty good. Uh, the, uh, <laughs> By the way, Sean
2: makes fun of me for laughing at my jokes. You're about to fall out of your chair laughing at your own joke. And you <laughs> said that's giggling. pretty good.
0: That's pretty good I don't know that wasn't. um but the the problem with the Texans is like this is the the, the most impressive thing about the Colts is that they lost a would be Hall of Fame former number one overall quarterback three like two weeks before the season, and they're not flinching. like their coaching is so good. Chris Ballard's done such a good job building out this roster. They have so much depth on both sides of the ball. Matt Eberflus should be a head coaching candidate this all season. This guy's, like, th- that defense shouldn't be great. And they're not great, but they're pretty darn good. So I give them a ton of credit. Um. Darius
2: Leonard came back after three games, had a,
0: I think he had an interception at the end there. Great interception.
2: Yeah, great interception.
0: Deshaun Watson was okay in this game. I didn't He watch was asked to do a game. lot.
2: Yeah. And just, as Breach pointed out, when you start beating him up, he ain't who he thought he was.
0: But again, they, they were down 21-9 in the early in the third quarter, and it was sort of felt like they were that's not the game they need. I mean, obviously, no one wants to be down twenty-one nine, but like, I, I don't know that that's how they need to play their game. And the Colts, credit to the Colts, they didn't take their foot off the gas. And
2: There's also, we like make, to, like to make fun of Bill O'Brien. He went for it twice on fourth, fourth and um, fourth and whatever situations late in the game. Got the first one, didn't get the second one, but at least he went for it. I don't think we should applaud people for that, but we're still not at the point where that's obvious. So we like to make fun of Bob for some of his play calling decisions. No issue with
1: that. Also had a great red zone call early in the game, a little like option to uh, one of the wide receivers. Um, that was a pretty slick play too. I was impressed with him.
0: Yeah. Did you start, uh, Zach Pasco in fantasy? Of course. Yeah. Of course huh? you did. Who didn't? Uh, by the way, Colts with four passing touchdowns in the game, the past 30 seasons. Peyton Manning did it 22 times. Andrew Luck 11. Jim Harbaugh once in 97. And Jacob Berset once. On October 20th. Happy birthday, mom. Titans 23, Char- I don't know. Titans 23, Chargers 20. Mm. My mom's birthday. Happy anniversary, Ryan. Thank you. Um, I think you should
2: take 20 minutes to talk about why the Chargers and Phil Rivers are straight doo-doo. <laughs> I, got,
0: I got pretty worked up about this one. Did I don't you know have your doll me? with you? Did you see my dolls right over my shoulder? He's a little bit uh,
1: discarded though. He was definitely fidgeting with him during the game. <laughs> he was crying.
2: There he is. He's pointing Philip Rivers face down for being not.
0: I don't know whether to be more angry at Mike Vrabel or the, or, or, uh, or Anthony Lynn because they're both morons.
3: Which part for Vrabel? Mike Lynn Ra- for sure.
0: First of all, Mike Vrabel, there was a turnover on downs on a very obvious spot. And uh, by the way, the Titans, Titans were minus two and a half or minus three, depending on what you got. Over was 42 and a half. Somehow this Friggin' game went over. Should have never gone over. Uh, the Titans it covered, if you got them at two and a half, clearly 23-20. Uh, Philip Rivers had a pretty nice game, but, um, at midfield, the Titans are looking to ice the game out and they go for it on fourth down and one. And I, I applaud it. Mike Frable, good job. Quarterback sneaks Ryan Tannehill. He clearly gets it and these refs come running it. What do you mean? What are you shaking your head at, Ryan? He clearly he, got it. I don't it. think he did. I'm fine with you challenging it.
2: My issue with the only issue he that he didn't did. challenge it. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with you challenging Vrabel about not challenging it. My only issue with the play call with Tannehill, you definitely go for it there. He jumps straight up. Like Tom Brady, Drew Brees, exactly. they dump the That's jump, not how you quarterback sneak it.
1: No, well, you don't well, who was that? It was Case Keenum. Yeah, it was the Keenum <laughs> like uh goal line thing. It was
0: like it was a jump ball before the start you the, go, the basketball you game. Go low and right. you just burrow as far as you can. That and they have no choice but to give you the first down. They default to giving you the first down. Why does everyone suck at this? You just go low and burrow. And God, it's so annoying. So anyway, they do that and they they don't get it. They don't overturn it. is like got his challenge flag out, but then the ref somehow talks him out of it. He's clearly flustered. Rivers marches them, and this is after the, the, the Chargers had scored immediately on a, on a pass to Austin Eckler, who, by the way, is so much better than Melvin Gordon, and they try to shoehorn the stupid offense with Melvin Gordon since he came back from the holdout, and it sucks, and when they, they get down by 14 points, they run the offense through Austin Eckler, and it looks good, and it looks like what the offense looked like the first few weeks, and the Chargers are actually interesting. So anyway, they get down to the goal line, and they have, uh, a, like I went through and wrote about this earlier, so I don't, I don't want to make sure I don't want to mess it up. They had first and goal at the one yard line because Austin Eckler looks like he scores. It's ruled a touchdown. Uh, they come back and review it and they say, hold on. Um, he wasn't in. He's down at the one. There's 39 seconds on the clock. They're like, because we did an official review, we have to run an automatic 10 second runoff of the clock. The Chargers are like, well, crap. We're out of timeouts. You know, go ahead and run it. Mike Rabel declines the runoff. And uses one of his own timeouts to decline the 10-second runoff. Well, that's
2: okay,
3: though.
0: Yeah, I agree with it. I thought
3: he made the smart call there. No. he, wants to... you think he touchdown... I, they're, But they're at the one-yard line. They're going to have time for at least two plays no matter what. If they score, you need time to score. Yeah. You're playing
0: – the biggest group of morons in the NFL. Yeah, they that's constantly not, pooped their pants in it,
1: awesome. It's, it's what Belichick like did in the Super Bowl when exactly. he didn't take the timeout at the one yard line because the Seahawks in a way were expecting them to take a timeout and he wanted to see them handle the situation where they have an awkward timeout situation. They might not be able to run the Sean,
0: ball. Sean, jokes about, and he's not even wrong because it happened again today. Philip Rivers walking off with his head up in the, like in the sky, like pouting, like why did <sighs> why did I, do? why, why can't I win the big one? You call and, it. It happens every Sunday, so make Rivers and Anthony Lynn deal with a running clock. Give with no timeouts. But there was no
3: review in the Seahawks-Patriots Super Bowl at that point. Seahawks had to run up and run a play without thinking. The clock, the, the refs stopped the review, so the Chargers basically got a free timeout to talk over the play. The Seahawks never got that chance, so but that the, is what—that's what—it's a completely different situation.
0: Um, yeah, because well, they one, had time to huddle. One is at the Super Bowl and one is at Patriot, the Patriots. The, the Chargers crapping their pants on a casual Sunday. Alright, go ahead. Three.
2: Keep going with right. that.
0: So, so 39 anyway, seconds. Immediately after, yeah, Vrabel calls a timeout. Immediately after, the Chargers get a false start. And it's like, this right. is like, go ahead, back it up. Back it up, baby. Go back to the 50 and punt for all I care. Um, they get, they get back, they get a false start. Rivers throws the into Mike Williams. There's a, a, a BS, uh, PI flag called on, on Malcolm Brown. They get another Dr. first Butler. down and one, <laughs> Butler, excuse me, get another first down and one at the, at the goal again. Now there's 34 seconds. They run Melvin Gordon and they like signal touchdown. So this is their second touchdown in the past, like <laughs> 10, like 10 <laughs> seconds. The rest review it. They come back and they're like, nope, he was down. Now we do have to take a 10 second runoff. And so they, they actually do the 10 second runoff. Trabel doesn't call a timeout this time around because he's like, "Oh crap, I should have done it before." It should be down to nine seconds. It's not. It's down to nineteen. Uh, or it's down to tw- whatever, whatever the hell it is. Brendan, let me agree with you real quick though because he should have done one or the other. Like either you want
3: the time or you don't. That is where I thought he blew right. it. Like if you want the time, you use both timeouts. If you don't want the time, you let the ten seconds run off both times. You're not split there. And yeah. just for one added
1: context to make sure everyone understands, a field goal by the Chargers sends this game to overtime. So, like, the uh, touchdown is the cherry on the top, but you've got to get three. got to get three.
2: You in Vrabel's cannot... defense, the first time he called a timeout, and then he realized the Chargers are morons, so he's like, I'm done. I'll let them
0: cheat <laughs> yeah. themselves. After
1: the, the false start, he's like, why did I do that? <laughs> <laughs>
0: he took his headset off and walked back to the <laughs> locker room. Right. The, yeah. The, anyway, so the Chargers go for it and don't get it. Now there's a 10 second runoff, and I believe there's nine. No, no, there's 22 seconds, right? Yes, 22 seconds. There's 22 seconds, and the clock is going to start when the, when the, when he winds it. His clock's going to start. The Chargers run Melvin Gordon again up the middle, and he doesn't get it. But it looks like he fumbles, and the Titans have the ball with like eight seconds left, and it's utter pandemonium and just total chaos. So they go to review it, and, like, as it turns out, Upon further review, he did fumble. Titans ball, game over. Tam Hill takes a knee. And even if he hadn't fumbled, there would have been a 10-second runoff because the Chargers are too stupid and didn't pass the ball because, as Sean points out, if they run the ball and they don't get it, the clock keeps running and they can't kick the field goal.
1: They're was, morons. Uh, what I was going to say is that in the moment, you couldn't tell if he had fumbled or not. And the Chargers were just standing around, and the clock was still running live. And it was like, are they going to go up and spike it? Like, what are they doing? And they were just standing there. And, and I the saw type, the time... Was the player grabbed the
0: ball, is like running down the field, and was like, "No, no, you're gonna get a delay of game." It was like a, it was, it was like, it was an absolute stupid off, and the Titans won. I guess. By the also, way, stop that's giving that's
1: the ball to Melvin
3: Gordon. Well, also, well, there's a point. better player. They, they didn't, didn't every, score. Go, go, no, Ryan.
0: Okay,
2: I was gonna say they didn't score on the Melvin Gordon uh final play, and yet they had to stop the clock, which is another blunder by the refs. But they did get it right. Credit to them for that. And one last thing, and then you can talk a breach. Why on God's green earth? Number one, you mentioned Eckler Brinson. Why not just have? Phillip Rivers do the non-Tannehill QB sneak, and you don't have to worry about it. You win the football game.
3: Yeah, well, this is the thing. Like, this is a fireable sequence for Anthony Lynn. That is how bad this was because, look, the Chargers were out of timeouts, but they got two free timeouts with these reviews. They were literally able to go walk to the sideline, talk this over, and say, hey, if Anthony Lynn calls Melvin Gordon up the middle – Philip Rivers can say, hey, man, he held out. He kind of sucks. I don't think we should give him the ball. Maybe we should throw it because we need a field goal. There was, like, nobody questioned this play call. Philip has been in the league since 2004. Like, there's no common sense on that sideline. All these heartbreaking Chargers losses, they deserve them because they do stupid things like this. They were literally granted two free timeouts in the final 30 seconds and still came out to run the ball two separate times when they had no timeouts. And the clock ran out, and it didn't make any sense because they only needed three points to get the game to overtime. So, I mean, this was literally one of the worst coaching situations I've ever seen.
0: Melvin Gordon averaged two yards a carry on 16 carries. Austin Eckler was targeted eight times for seven catches, 118 yards and a touchdown. When he's out there, that offense rolls. And I know that's a little prevent, but like this is the offense they ran the first few weeks. What are you doing? someone,
1: Someone pointed out on Twitter that if Austin Eckler is your running back, in a situation where you have to score points, like when you're trailing, then shouldn't he just always be your running back? Like what? At the end of a
0: game, when
1: when you're down, yeah, I think you're right. At the end of the game, when you're down points, you're putting him in because he's more multi-dimensional than Melvin Gordon. You should probably just have him in from the get go. And the other thing I was going to say, you mentioned this on Twitter, actually, Brinson, like what? I know the Chargers lost, or the Chiefs lost Patrick Mahomes, but like, what a, what a win for, the for them for, for on yeah. Sunday because every single team, starting with the Broncos, obviously on Thursday night against the Chiefs, every team in the AFC West that was in a position to capitalize on this three week absence that Mahomes is going to be gone completely doo dooed themselves in the pants. And <laughs> you mentioned this. This is like peak Chargers. Mahomes is out for weeks. This is your window. They're two and five. I have no idea. They're how in the they're basement. They're in last place. Two and five. I this don't. And, I know they're hurt. This is not a two and five team.
2: Can I ask a question? Who has? A, and I'm not joking. Who has a better quarterback situation right now? Ryan Tannehill know. and the Titans, or Philip Rivers and the Chargers? Fair
3: question. Chargers. That's a trick. That's a tongue twister. Ryan Chargers.
0: Was- Rosenthal and I no. were tweeting about this, and like I, I think there's a decent chance. I, I don't know if he would. Want, I don't know. I don't know how he's gonna do this, but like Phil might have to go somewhere else.
2: He, he ain't, ain't moving with his fire. twenty-five kids from Southern California unless it's back to Alabama. They have a football but team. Nashville.
0: I would rather have Ryan
2: Tannehill.
0: Well, you're gonna—I mean, but Rivers is—are the Chargers gonna sign Rivers to a new deal? They didn't sign. He's, he's What's in the contract for, situation? He's in the final year of his contract.
3: Expires after the season.
0: I mean, he might just leave and go like. Yeah. Oh right, yeah. Right, we gotta move on. We can talk about Rivers later. There's plenty of time to talk about it. Um, with we're, we're this podcast already long, Debo. But up.
3: real quick, Rabel looked like a genius for starting Ryan Tannehill. I just wanted to throw that out. Being the guy in Nashville, sure. uh Tannehill made the offense look awesome. I think they're a contender in the AFC South now.
0: Oh yeah, I bet the I bet the bar buzz in Nashville is all about Ryan Tannehill. Um, uh, moving on. Oh, uh, oh, uh, Debo did you a solid. He didn't wait. He didn't let me do the joke where I can, he moved the Bengals up in the rundown. Usually I like the joke where I'm like, well, that's all the games, guys. And, uh, and then Breach gets mad, but nope. Jags 27, Bengals 17. The Jags covered easily the total pushed 44. Ooh, Gardner Minshew, Andy Dalton, Leonard Fournette all had 20 points in fantasy. Leonard Fournette is actually the, uh, second leading rusher in the NFL, 715 yards behind Dalvin Cook. Moved ahead of Christian McCaffrey. Clearly, those guys are at seven games. McCaffrey, six. Um, Nick Chubb right after that. And then Zeke Elliott is in the 600 range as well. Uh, is the – John, look, we don't need to talk about a stupid game. Two bad teams. Nobody gives a crap about them. So, John, take two minutes and talk about where you're at with the Bengals here because this is, this is sad.
3: I think that I am ready for Andy Dalton to be traded. I am the biggest Dalton uh. supporter in the world. But here's where I think the Bengals are. They're not going anywhere – I will say that they have kept games and made them fun to watch this season. Like, you know, the Dolphins have been getting blown out, and I say this every week. But like, the Bengals played a crazy good game against the Seahawks. The, the game against the Cardinals was entertaining. This game was entertaining. This game was a 17-10 game in the fourth quarter with five minutes left. So, like, this was actually, if you're watching this game trying to enjoy it, it wasn't horrible. But the thing is, Dalton did those things that Dalton does. He threw one of the worst pick sixes. Literally, you need to Google this if you – our near a computer. If you have your phone, just Google Andy Dalton, Jaguars pick six and is the ugliest thing. It was Mitchell Trubisky-esque. It was that bad. Uh, and that cost the Bengals the game. That, that's it. It was over after that. The, the score was 17 to 10. This was uh, in the fourth quarter with 418 left. Jags went up 24 to 10 and it was all over. And then he threw another pick on his very next throw on their next possession. So if it wasn't over with that pick six, it was definitely over there. It was three interceptions total and I just don't think he needs to take this time to figure out this offense. I know he doesn't have A.J. Green, but if you move him, you just let Ryan Finley start the rest of the season. I do not think they should bench Andy Dalton. So either trade him or they keep him and let him finish out the season. Uh And I, I don't hate the idea of trading him to the Bears and just say, you know what, we're in rebuilding. This is it. We'll draft our quarterback. We're going to go 1-15. We're going to out-tank the Dolphins. We'll get the top pick, and you go from there. And they have a good enough core that – They could be competitive in the next year or two if they just decide what they want to do and what they should do is burn it down and start over.
0: Two things. One, it's, it's so sweet and adorable that you think the Bengals are going to win a game this year. Um, two, uh, we did a poll on Twitter. We had a discussion in our Slack chat room. I don't know. I was just like thinking like, man, like I was watching this game. It's like, these teams sucks. Who wants to watch this Bengals game, like every week in and week out, like Zach Taylor, like staring confused. He's like, he's like quasi serious from the sidelines, like staring confusedly as his team gets slaughtered. Uh, they don't want to trade AG Green. They don't want to trade AD Dalton. So I was like, would I rather sit on my couch and like get to watch Netflix and not worry about anything and eat a small jar of mayonnaise, but you got to eat spoonfuls of mayonnaise, which is disgusting. Or would I rather watch every minute of every Bengals game of this entire season? And so I asked you guys that and, um, the, the results were varying. I, I did a poll on Twitter about it. Uh, 57% said they would rather watch the Bengals, which is pretty remarkable.
1: Now, see, I voted that's not, for that.
0: yeah but, Thank that, you, that's, Sean. but that's not a win. 57% of people said that they would rather watch a professional, professional football team as opposed to eating a jar of slimy, gooey Southern butternase uh, once a month. Four jars of mayonnaise in the span of a month. A, you would get fat. B, you'd be Using the bathroom a bunch. Uh, C, you'd have to eat mayonnaise every, 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 I mean, just mayonnaise is disgusting. And to be
1: clear, you can't, like, put the jar on. Like, that's why I was like, can I add
0: a sandwich with a bunch of mayonnaise on it? Or, and you're not, like, you're not ma- you're not like making tuna salad or something. You're eating spoonfuls of mayonnaise. It makes me but want
3: to but the flip it. side of that is, can you drink tequila while you're watching these Bengals games to kind of help you? Tequila and mayonnaise? You think that's gonna make it better? No, no, because you no, can't. No, the
0: mayonnaise is separate from the. the you, yeah, yeah,
3: it's mayonnaise or Bengals. Yeah. The mayonnaise that you're not eating mayonnaise while watching the Bengals, Sean. That'd just be ridiculous.
2: Can I point out that uh, the leading rusher was Andy Dalton for the Bengals for carries. Carries for 33 movie.
3: yards. Uh, and I'm glad you pointed out because if you take Dalton's yardage out, the Bengals rush for zero yards. Speaking Next, of, speaking Dalton of Dalton's yardage,
1: ball. speaking of Dalton's yardage, I think it's time for a quick Trubisky Dalton tattoo sticker bet update. The NFL record for passing yards in a single season is 5,477 set by Peyton Manning in 2013. Andy Dalton is now more than a thousand yards off the pace at 4,395.
0: It'll right, it just be his second 4,000-yard season. Like He's having the second-best year of his career. And it's well, that was the thing I was going to ask Breach is that I feel like
1: – look, I'm going to admit, I don't watch many of these Bengals games except when they come on Red Zone. How
0: do you rush and, 15 times for zero? Yeah,
1: this is what I want to ask. He always ends up with like 250 yards, but I swear to God, at the second quarter of every game, I somehow just flip on over to see the box score. And today, I looked, in like the second quarter, he was 3 of 11 to, for 23 yards. I feel like this is every single game in the first
3: half, he's like 2. Two of ten for eighteen yards or something. Yeah. It is every single game, and that's why I would not eat the mayonnaise I watch because then they make the game interesting somehow. I don't know how an zero seven team has a one point loss to the Seahawks, a four point loss to the Bills, a three point loss to the Cardinals, a six point loss to the Ravens. It makes no sense because they Ravens, get blown out for the first John, half.
0: John, we're not going to let you do this. You want to find yourself back? Podcast? He's not calling they yourself be, back. They into could be
1: notes. four and three guys. <laughs> It could be seven and zero. Wait, no, breach. If they would have kept Marvin Lewis, breach. I have one.
3: No, 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 one one question. One
1: question. Do you admit that ten and six is finally off the table?
3: Because they're zero seven. Yeah, I mean the joke. Can you you, you
0: forfeit a game against Marvin Lewis? By the way, because like, talk about a guy like Arizona State's role. Arizona State looks good. Marvin Lewis is coaching there with Herm, living, loving life. The Bengals look like they have have a massive downgrade in coaching. Somehow.
3: Um, Our plan to cover the Bengals Dolphins game in Miami in week 16 on site is. We Funny you, you start should pitching.
0: mention the Dolphins because they're the next team we're talking about. Bills 31, Dolphins 21. The Dolphins covered the 17-point spread. The over hit, thanks to Micah Hyde taking an onside kick to the house in the waning moments of this game. And Ryan Fitzpatrick refusing to die, you little bearded zombie, you. Josh Allen, 23 fantasy points. Uh, Christian Wilkins was ejected. The Dolphins actually had a lead in the fourth quarter. Devontae Parker, six catches, 82 yards, and a touchdown. Not sure how you feel about that. Sean and Ryan, uh, three touch, three receiving touchdowns. And, um, this is like the closest maybe that the Dolphins were going to get for a while to winning a football game uh, until they play the Bengals very quickly. Ryan, you're, you're our resident, whatever, Buffalo guy. Um, what'd you think?
2: Uh, slow start. Uh, Um, the very first, Play the office, very first offensive play of the game for the Dolphins. I thought was going to be a harbinger of things to come. Um, Ryan Fitzpatrick turned around and threw a, a backwards pass to the, to the running back and it, it went for like a 10 yard loss. <laughs> he somehow salvaged that. Uh, Fitzpatrick didn't play terribly. I thought that, uh, Josh Allen made some decent throws, which we hadn't seen a lot of.
0: Oh, sorry. I thought it was just Rosen.
2: Yeah. No, Josh Allen of the, of the Bills. And the Bills defense woke up late. And they made some plays. I feel like the Dolphins right now are sort of a trap game team, and I don't really put much into the final score in terms of what it means for the for the Bills. And it concerns me going forward because there's I feel like the the Dolphins as a trap game team could go to Pittsburgh and win that football <laughs> game. But the Bills are still like a top three four team for me in the AFC. It all comes down, and we always compare them to the Bears. How is Josh Allen going to play from one week to the next? If he continues to improve, continues to minimize the mistakes. They're going to be a good football team. They're going to make the playoffs. If not, they could slide towards the in the
0: second half of the old season. There. All right. Uh, do want, yeah, Bridge, go ahead.
3: Fun fact: The Bills had given up zero points in the second quarter all season. They played the Jets, Giants, Bengals, Patriots, Titans. None of those teams scored on them in the second quarter. The Miami Dolphins scored fourteen points on the Bills' defense in the second quarter.
0: Mm, that is a fun fact. All right, let's get moving. Nobody cares about this game. <laughs> The Dolphins stink. The Bills are fine. They'll make the playoffs, but they're they're fine. Uh By the Rams, way, Brian Flores
2: is not a great coach. Go
0: ahead. <laughs> I, I'm with you there. I'm not sure he's great. Uh Rams thirty-seven. This, no, two more games. Rams thirty seven. Falcons ten. Matt Ryan is injured late in this game. The Rams easily covered. The under actually hit off of the uh I think the seventh straight week. The Falcons team the opponents Falcons opponent's team total over is hit. I mentioned hitting that. Go ahead and bang Whoever is playing the Falcons, their team total over because the Falcons suck. They're the worst. They might they they might be the most disappointing team in football. Yeah, and this Actually, more choice. than the Chargers. Yes. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I don't, I don't,
1: I don't equal grant. I mean,
0: fine. The, well, the
1: thing is, the Chargers are blowing games, but, like, but at least they're in them. You know what I mean? They have a chance yeah. to win. The Falcons don't have a shot to win by the end of the first half and every every single week.
0: Jared Goff had a nice game, bounce back situation for Todd Gurley. Jalen Ramsey played well. Uh, Rams had a three-game losing streak. They put up a bunch of points. The Falcons have lost five straight. They're 4-11. and They're past 15 games. Um, Matt Ryan is, supposedly his injury is not serious, but he's 16-27 to for 159 yards, no touchdowns, left the game with an ankle injury. We got to see some Matt Schaub, our old friend. Uh, Dante Fowler, three sacks. I, I I don't know what to say about the Falcons anymore. They are garbage. Can I add a couple things here?
2: You can do whatever you want. Uh, with about 12 minutes to go in the second quarter, this stat flashed across the screen. Atlanta had gone 266 plays without a sack dating back to September 21st. They didn't get a sack in this game at all. So that, that uh, has gone up uh, several more plays. And Atlanta's defense is so bad that Jared Goff duped the doo-doo out of Deion Jones, who was the most athletic player in that defense. Oh yeah. On his run into the end zone into the old Russell Wilson stick the ball out as he crossed the end zone just to mock the rest of that. I mean,
0: he shattered team. his ankles. Like Dion De- De- Jones had a straight line to Jared Goff and he just, Jutin left and went right. It's brutal. Arthur Blank
3: oh, said he's not going to fire Dan Quinn should he fire Dan Quinn into after the bye week, if after they after lose to the
2: Seahawks. That's right. They're going to lose to the Seahawks, go into the bye. And look, he fired both coordinators last year. He wanted to take over the defensive play calling. He did that. And then he said after this loss that he's going to help spread let other people call plays on defense as if to spread the blame around and, and try to, you know, deflect from him being not great at what's going on. So I don't know why you would keep him after the bye. That means I do give up on the season.
3: He should fly back to Seattle with the Seahawks. Is that
1: that's where he came from? Yep. It's a fitting end I, to his career as a Falcons coach.
0: Ooh, interesting little uh, nugget here. Then I guess the Ryan Will, Ryan, you better take the Falcons against the spread in the Seahawks game. Oh I mean, yeah. Oh, theory Your that conspiracy. The, uh, Ooh. the mentor, the, mentor, oh. the guy like like Dan Quinn's about to get fired. Do you think Pete Carroll's just going to run it up on him?
2: P. Carroll is extremely optimistic too, so I could see him feeling sorry for.
0: Yeah, that's a good but one, that just, one. But P. Carroll did just lose at home to the the Ravens, so he may be concerned about that. Um, By the way, Matt I, Ryan did, did,
1: hasn't missed a start since 2009, his second season. Yeah. So if he does miss it, uh, I think he has the third longest streak or something like that um, among quarterbacks.
0: I'm trying to go take a screenshot of the um, of when uh, Devontae Freeman got ejected. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I mean, did you guys see this? Why are you? Why do
1: football players punch? players in the head they're wearing it's, a helmet
0: did you see aaron donald pick him up no <laughs> you, have you not seen this i saw it I like in passing. aaron donald's like holding him up it's like an andre the giant choke slam move like he's holding tiny little Devonte freeman up in the air like i'll kill you and Devontae Freeman's like wildly punching in his face it's one
2: amazing. more thing one more reason uh, um i look forward to that tweet one more thing thank why dan quinn should be fired but, and you actually mentioned this i think you tweeted it out brinson he was the only person on planet earth and probably in the solar system that didn't know that Johnny Hecker was going to run that fake punt. <laughs> or was it the fake field goal? winner? Was it, the no, it f- was the last one? It
1: was the fake, fake punt. It was a Easy. great yeah. fake punt.
0: The Dolphins yeah. fake field yeah. goals were what you're talking about.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. But, um, I think that was pretty obvious too, the, uh, the Johnny Hecker one. Cause Johnny Hecker actually, he has 20 completions now, I believe. He's arguably the best quarterback on that team. Yeah. He's better than Jared Goff. Well,
0: but, we're, uh, talking about, uh, we're talking about qualified, uh, what was it? Qualified passer rating or something? Like, Johnny Hecker has the highest, no, like Johnny Hecker's yards per attempt is like number two in the NFL.
2: Yeah, I think Antoine Randall has the record for at least 20 pass attempts. He yeah. has
0: a perfect pass rating. Uh, yeah, anyway, the, the Rams, the Rams are, the, look, this is a big win for the Rams. They get the Bengals next week and then the bye. They, <laughs> they.
1: That's an I'm automatic, like, two automatic wins. Right, that's what I right, But
0: like, they should have beaten Seattle if, 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 um, Zerline makes that field goal and they'd be five and two right now. With a with a game against the Bengals before the bye, six and two. With the you know, if they're six and two and you trade for Jalen Ramsey, it's a whole different ballgame. So, um, in in uh, in that sense, I think the Rams are in okay shape. They can still make the playoffs. Big loss for the Seahawks. A, b- a Good day for the Rams as a whole, outside of the Niners winning.
1: I do uh, think the NFC West has overtaken the NFC North as the best division in football, which is a nice buy, segue to the Cardinals game.
0: That's a great takeaway of the Cardinals game. Let's move on. Cardinals 27, Giants 21. The Cardinals dogs on the road. Ah, my money line dog probably almost won, except the Eagles coughed it up. The under actually hit this game despite a ton of points. Chase Edmonds, the top fantasy performer, and the mm. Cardinals trolled everybody by saying you should do the little meme sign or like the or like the 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 Twitter meme thing where it's like you should have started Chase Edmonds. It's like, hey, jerk faces. You made David Johnson active even though he wasn't going to play.
1: Three snaps.
0: Yeah. Did you start David Johnson, Sean?
1: Yes, and I had Chase Edmonds at one point in my roster, but I had to drop him for a quarterback when Mahomes got hurt.
0: Ooh, I started Chase Edmonds in a couple of leagues, actually.
1: Oh,
2: good for you.
0: Yep. I'm a genius. Um are a stable genius. Three wins in a row for Arizona. Three, three, and one,
2: right?
1: Could I, be, four yes.
2: for, be four and three, if not for Matt Patricia. And
1: Kyler Murray every single week looks no, they, they and should
0: have lost that game. They should have lost that game. Tyler Murray's good. He's yep. just flat out good.
1: He reminds me so much of That's I don't that. know if this yeah, yeah. And that was the comparison in the draft, right? Because he was short and played baseball and all that. But just watching him, the way he maneuvers in the pocket, he's so difficult for the first pass rusher to get to. And he's also, I feel like really growing as a pocket passer. Uh there's a couple throws that you can see that it looks like he's ready to take off but he stays in there and he fires it. And uh I can't be more impressed with him and I think Gardner Minshew has had a couple disappointing outings the last few games that he is Kyler is firmly in my mind taking over now as the unless he goes down now, he's in
0: win rookie of the year. Yeah, he's waltzing to rookie of the year.
2: That's disrespectful to Daniel Jones, who had a huge day. That's a joke. Kyler
0: was way better than Daniel Jones.
2: I'm joking. His first interception was horrific. I think he may oh. have gotten hit, but he still threw it to double coverage. He was strip sacked by Chandler Jones. And you could argue that, okay, Chandler Jones is good, but it was sort of in, um, coming in the direction where Daniel Jones could see Ch- uh, Chandler Jones was coming. Still happened. Now, granted, the offensive line is, is an issue. We know all that. Evan Ingram had a couple of drops, but Daniel Jones has not played well other than that first game where everyone, all the Giants fans were trying to dunk on everyone else on Twitter <laughs> about Daniel Jones going six overall.
3: Yeah, what a this- crazy weekend for New York fans, right, Brinson?
0: Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Uh, yeah, weird uh, weird weekend for New York fans. You hate to see it. Um, At least
1: they got the Knicks starting soon. Her- hearing Saturday- good things about them.
0: Yes, Saturday night, uh, the Yankees, heroically, as the Yankees often do, in great, true uh, blue-collar fashion, stormed back into the game against the Astros. And then Carlos Correa ruined their lives. Or was it Altuve? It was Altuve. Altuve. Yeah, Altuve hit the bomb, the walk-off bomb. Yankees lose, they're eliminated from the, uh, from, uh, the, the, the entire season, the entirety of 2019, and then the Giants immediately lose to the Cardinals. So good weekend, uh, for New York fans. Sucks to be Costas. Uh,
1: you know what's surprising real quick about Arizona's offense is how well they can run the ball. Um, they came into the game averaging 123 rushing yards per game and against the Giants, now I know it's against the Giants defense, they had 156 and, uh, Chase Edmonds, um, was the second player in the last decade with three rushing touchdowns of 20 yards or more in the same game. The last one was Doug Barton, according to Field Yates of ESPN. So um uh, I think no one expected the Cardinals to be able to run the ball.
3: I That like offense
2: all... is fourth coming into this week in running, according to DVOA, which I did not know until Sean just mentioned it.
3: Wow. wow. Do you guys yeah. wish that Saquon Barkley could play for another team, like a good yes. team? Yes.
2: I actually was thinking about that during the game, about how second overall pick. And it doesn't matter. I mean, you're on the Giants and you're destined to be not good.
0: All right. Uh, does that take, did I miss something? No, we didn't. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. We check out the Facebook group. John Breach will dish out great gambling advice. Sean's sending out fantasy advice. Ryan is going to sign up for Facebook at some point. Uh, we will do a, uh, Pat's Jets Monday night preview with Jared Dubin and then we'll talk to JLC. He actually ran into Joe Biden on his train tonight. Can't wait to talk and to you about that. <laughs> Senator Chris Dodd from Connecticut—that's who the other guy was. I—I I I thought that was Wilfred Brimley. I didn't know. Um, the uh, and JLC had on a misfits t-shirt. was like, "Hey, Mr. Biden." <laughs> like, it's a pretty I, great I, selfie. Yeah, I need—I need to know the what Secret happened. Secret Service beat down JLC before he got it. Uh, yeah, they, <laughs> This guy's sprinting up in a misfits t-shirt. I need to see what happened. Uh, in the meantime, subscribe, rate, and review. Good chat, guys.